Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Live Boundless Podcast. This episode is called Guns Direct. Not just because the person that was here works at Guns Direct and we're directly talking about guns, but that's actually the exact reason why it's called Guns Direct. My guest is Michael. He's the manager at Guns Direct in Burbank. He has sold me and upsold me and resold me on, on a lot of my guns. I just posted recently on my Instagram uh, a new shotgun uh, that I fucking love. It's such an awesome gun. He got me into that, and we talked about safety, laws in California, uh, what should be your first gun, your second gun, if you're a hobbyist, if you're a collector. It's a very deep conversation, so I know you're going to enjoy it. So without further delay, let's get this podcast started. Episode called Guns Direct with Mike. And actually, before I get started, this episode is brought to you by Ride Clean, the simple and easy way of keeping your motorcycle and car clean. Simply shake, spray, and wipe, and you will have a mirror-like finish uh, used with Carnuba Wax, made in America. Smells amazing. So if, if you're if it's winter and you just want to clean your bike or car inside the garage, you can. You will enjoy the smell. It smells like lemongrass. It's so good so check them out rideclean.co use promo code rb podcast for 25 percent off plus free microfibers and two ounce something and another four ounce something if you order you will find out that's rideclean.co here we go I got a question for you. Yeah. We were outside. I was smoking. I see your stance. You talked about it. You're more alert. You're more aware. Oh. Your 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 surroundings. Right. Do you think that getting into guns creates a paranoia worth having compared to somebody that's never had a gun, never even thinks about these things? You, in a sense, are always thinking about it. like oh. even being around you. Right. I feel like. Like when I open this cabinet, you're, oh. you're thinking, "Oh, what's in there?" And you know, and if I you know reach under my table, like what's under there? Mm-hmm. Does it create a paranoia that's that's an that's kind of like a curse or daunting, oh. or or you feel better about it? And and answer for yourself, yeah, and also answer for listeners that are considering getting a gun for the first time. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's good for them or bad for them? Okay, so. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. The paranoia. Um, you can call it paranoia. Some people call it awareness, right? I think it's not only just a gun, but if you had a, let's say, someone's trying to break in your house, a lot of customers. But but we're not even talking yeah. about the worst case scenario. Yeah. We're talking about your everyday life. Mm-hmm. Every movement you see is like. Okay, so I think. Okay, having said that, the only difference is that the fact that because I'm an instructor. Right. right, it's different, right? Because um, um, I feel it, yeah. like being around you. Yeah. I, I feel. I, I don't think you're tense, but I'm like, man, he's like, like. Well, I, I saw I, the cars outside. I was all right. okay. There, there's a the car park pulled pulled up, and because they stopped, and um, but that's also like I said, my upbringing, right? I, I'm always looking at cars. I'm always like, who's that there? I'm, I've always been that way, you know. And even though, like for me, for those who know me really well. I'm a happy-go-lucky person, right? I'm always right. happy. I, I'm I'm a kind of guy that yeah. You're always joking around, yeah, always never joking serious, around. fucking yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, you know. But um, in certain scenarios, yeah, it depends on the scenario. 
if I'm in a different neighborhood, I don't know. Yeah, I'm very, I'm trying to be very, very aware, uh, you know. But, but so for you, it's been a good thing. It's been a very good thing, yeah. Just also. Do you think certain people, it would be like a bad thing? Like it, it's, it's an extra responsibility I think, that's being added to their life. Well, I, okay, let's. It, it's like, it's like saying you never knew how many women Okay. Are getting uh, what do you call it? Uh, kidnapped and fucking right, right, like right, uh, right. sex trafficking. Yeah. Like you don't you don't know what sex right. trafficking is, and then somebody just opens a door and saying this shit's happening every right. day in our fucking city. Like your neighbor and this, and now it's like some people are like, oh, this is fucked up, and some people are like, no, we have to take action or we have to be alert. Like okay, so 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 let's take uh, to your example. Okay, I think California is Megan's law, right? Right, where they they have to identify. You can Google and identify all the all the predators in your neighborhood. Right, right, dude. Yeah, you get predators for your kids. And if you like, if you go <laughs> right. on that, it's like baseball cards, and it has stats. Like this one did it ten times to three years. It's, it's like right. baseball cards. Right, right. So yeah, and so, they're in your building, and it's it, if yeah. if you Google that, that shit's scary. Right, especially when you have kids. Right, right. So uh, so for me, I. It doesn't cause me paranoia, but definitely I started getting aware. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. What street? This, you know, all the three fucking predators here. And, you know, watch these pictures, see these guys, I, which I've never seen anyone, by the way. I've never seen anyone around, yeah. right, that I could be aware of. But, but yeah, it, it does make, bring you aware, awareness for sure. Um, but then let's say we call it a good thing. Too much of any good thing is bad for you, right? Right. In general. Period. So for some people, yeah, it could call be an extra responsibility. Sure. It could, Probably drive them nuts. Super paranoid. It depends on the person, really, how people take it. I feel like everyone gets more aware, um, and it probably prevents more shit too. Oh, like well, yeah. you're not gonna fight. You're not gonna argue with somebody in a car now because you're like, wait a minute. What if this? They dude. might have a gun. Right. Right. And, and uh, for instance, uh, I got my in-laws the ring right uh, for Christmas, and we install whatever. And you know, both of them are retired. Right. So uh, my my mother in laws oh, I'm always on this thing, like, watching the ring neighborhood, like, what's going on, yeah. and, you know? And, and it's kind of like, you kind of go, oh, shit. Well, you know, like that well, I, guess, I guess, yeah, just with ring, you get, ring? You, you take that responsibility. Yeah, you're like, oh, shit, two miles from me, a mile and a half. Oh, shit, next, you know, three blocks I, down. I know that, Alice, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, shit, holy, you know, this happens or this happens. So, I mean, even with the ring alone. But I can see how yeah, people get obsessed too. Like, oh shit, what's happening? Uh, the Citizens app, right? That whole shit oh, too. Oh, that shit got crazy, right? man. Yeah, like, oh shit, what's going on? Like, oh shit, this happened down the street from my house, you know? The, the, the fucking LA's on fire. Like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck? Right. Shooting again? Right. Cop? Yeah. Right. That, so, yeah, I, I think, but the also. Citizen was another big one, yeah. yeah. So, so it brings. My friend told me about it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to check that out, right? But it doesn't happen in Vegas. It doesn't work in Vegas. It only works Citizen? Mm hmm. Doesn't work really? In Vegas, yeah. I'm why? like, oh, that's kind of weird. I, I don't know. I really don't know why. But, like I said, it. it just brings you an awareness. I, I guess for me, uh, so I'm a person who likes to be really informed. I, I like the information, even if it's useless, right? You know, uh, kind of like, um, you know, when husbands go shopping with their wives. I love shopping with my wife. Number one, my wife hates shopping. But but I, I, I'll, go, <laughs> I'll, I'll go watch and I'll be like, how was that made? Why did they put that product there? That's how my mind works, right? right. So I like to be informed. That, so for me, I, I can see where some people can get paranoid for sure. But yeah, for me, I think it's a good thing overall just to be aware. So can we say by by getting a gun, mm -hmm. you, naturally you will become more aware of a lot more things and that's something that you should be ready to accept or? Okay. Or is that a little too far? Okay. If you... if. 
I mean, it's a little different in every state, right? And, and so if you have a permit to carry, that's the difference. I think not having a gun only, but if you're carrying one every day, like ITTS and stuff, it's very different, right? That awareness becomes very different. Um, because some people will get a gun, and they so there's like different levels, right? Um, you'll have someone who believes that it's a talisman. It's going to ward off evil spirits. I don't have to use it. I just have that in my house. You have those people. So it doesn't really change anything for them. Right. And then you have those guys, you know, whether the collectors, you, you, when you get to that level where someone's like really actively training, that's the difference. That's when they become aware of everything. Yeah. Right. Uh, that lifestyle changes because people don't realize when you carry a gun, I tell, I explain to people, you carry a gun on you on a daily basis. Your lifestyle has to change yeah. from the way you dress, right? Just from the way you dress, the way you approach it. So let's say, uh, Someone calls and cuts you off, calls you a fucking asshole, and the whole night hours. You're carrying a gun. You cannot, you cannot provoke this. You cannot provoke this fight. You gotta be like, okay, it's done. I can't just, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying like someone like sexually tries to harass your wife or something. That's a different story. But you have to be very aware of when you know to walk away because you, you have a gun on you, right? This might be an altercation. You don't want to get in a fight where all of a sudden it's a fist fight. You can't pull your gun on someone. It's a fist fight. You can't do that. I'm not saying ever. I'm sure there's a certain right. guy six foot five, you know, 300 pounds or something, maybe a different story because he can hurt you. Bottom, he can cause a lot of harm. He can kill you with his bare hands. Um, but I'm just saying in that circumstance, you have to know, go, hey, you know, this is not worth it. Yeah. Right? This gun, from how this gun pops out, he throws you to the floor, this gun pops Now it's a gunfight, literally a, a fight for a gun. Right. right. So you have to know, a lot of defensive instructors will tell you the same thing. Like, yeah, you have to be aware of when you need to like no, mo- most people think like you know a lot of gun hole guys are like oh you know home invader first thing you shoot the bad guy I'm like no don't get shot that's number one rule don't get shot right that's number one but also if you're out in the public and you have your family your priority is to get your family to safety first thing right most instructors will say the same yeah if you have a family out there your kids are running bro there's a gun some dude starts running with a, with, with a gun it depends on the circumstance if you're far enough they're like get your kids out of the way or get your family out of safety first right you know. Um, so there's a lot of scenarios when, when it comes to that. Owning gun, I don't think it always does that, per se, because some people believe it's a talisman. Yeah, you're right, because I've, I've owned a gun a million times or yeah. forever, and I've never even thought about it. Never thought about it, right? But uh, unfortunately, when people have something happen, even if someone's oh, man, if someone came in my backyard, dude, people start getting like, oh, shit, I, just, you know, I didn't buy a gun. It's just training. They get really aware of that stuff, because here's the thing. Nine, so the chances of someone breaking your house, right, and all those things. The chance is like 1% in your whole life, right? Right. But it's the 1% you can't mess up. If it happens, you cannot mess up. Right? You can mess up the rest of your life. Things here, you can make up things. You can make make up for your mistakes. But in this one scenario, if someone breaks in your house and you have a gun, you've been trained, this is the one time you can't fuck up. Yeah. Right? You cannot fuck up. So, I, I mean... Uh, I have, it's also like that saying, I'd, I'd rather have a gun and not need it than right, then, then need, need it and not have, have it. it. But it's funny you mentioned this question. Today on my Facebook memory, something came up. I had I, I downloaded the picture on my new phone um, years ago, uh, many years ago and to this day. Um, I, was going, I was going to bed, so no shirt on, pajamas on, you know. And I have an inside the waistband holster. At the time, I, didn't, I can't carry a gun, you know. In the public, right? So people say, "Why do you have a holster?" And I go, "It's actually for my bed, right? Because if I need a gun, put a holster on. I have a gun. I have a spare mag. The whole nine yards, whatever." So it's about one thirty in the morning. I'm going to bed, and I hear a, a, a 
glass shatter. Mm. And I'm like, fuck. First thing, pull my gun out. I grab my gun, put my whole star. You keep one in the chamber? Oh. And my my house is all dark. It's not a very big house, you know. So I open the doors, guns out, checking all the rooms slowly. And I'm looking for every window. That's what I'm looking for, right? First thing I'm looking for windows. Got her glass shatter. So I have to go through my uh, uh, the house in that water, which is only like fucking like 400 square feet. It ain't fucking big, right? It's like an apartment at this point. I look outside and I'm like, there's no, um, my Jeep's fine. Like my car's fine. There's no glass shatter. I'm like, what the fuck? What's going Am I on? fucking dreaming? So I put her shirt on. I still have my gun on. I step out of my house to look. I'm like, it's like, you know, one thirty-two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, what the fuck's going on, dude? Am I tripping? And then I see, I hear my neighbors fighting, right? So I look over, and I, 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 so I look over, and um, the I can see them yelling at each other in in from the from the window, which is very low, right? And then um, you know what have you? And the the girlfriend slaps the boyfriend, right, and walks out of the room, and he's just like standing there like all boggling. I'm like, oh okay, maybe that was what it was, right? No no one's dying, so I didn't call nine one one or what have you. Uh, sorry, I'm just trying to find it. Okay, and so here, so you can see it. The audience can't see it. The next morning, there's dishes all over the front fucking yard. Oh here. my god! Right, so they got into a fucking fight. And I guess they were breaking dishes. That's what I heard. Right, and so I took a picture. I, I was posting the, the, the same night. Oh shit! And then next one, here's the aftermath. It's a picture. They got in a fight. That's what it was. But it was like it. It showed me what I was gonna do. In that kind of scenario, when I thought someone it was, like was a good test, yeah, it was just like, "Oh shit, gun comes out, here we go!" And you know, searching all the rooms, the whole nine yards. Uh, but in reality, I probably should just stayed in my room and locked my fucking door because I don't know. Could have been ten guys out there for all I know. Yeah, you know, and also for the fact that there was no one home, so I didn't need to accept on my room, but I just did. <laughs> you know, would you? Um, so for your home, you you carry a pistol. So you don't think a shotgun's better, or what? What would you recommend okay. for somebody for home home security? And we're talking about you know obviously bullets going through walls, walls. and blah blah okay. blah where you live. So I'm of the opinion, and in the industry, there's different opinions about it. Okay, um, it depends on two things. Um, if what we call, if you have to go hunting. Right, so you have kids in another room. You got to leave your room, right? Because you have kids or whatever the situation is, uh, you have to leave your room. Uh, then you're gonna go. How big's your place, right? Because shotgun's pretty big, bigger than a rifle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, longer, I mean, that's what I mean. Longer. You have to look at all those scenarios of how you're gonna maneuver if you have to go there. Uh, the other scenario is that okay. Let's say worst case scenario, um, there are people in your house, someone in your house, right, going crazy, whatever, and your kids get scared. Now I might have to, because, you know, kids will panic, and they might just either run to your leg, they might just run, whatever the situation is. What if they run? You have to grab them. Now you have to have one hand to do this and push your kids out of the way. If right. If that's the kind of scenario, or your wife, for all that matter, right? Your spouse or what have you. So pistol, I think, is more maneuverable. It's for the same reasons everyone cares. A pistol, they're more maneuverable. Uh, but a rifle or a shotgun is better as far as damage is concerned. Uh, or uh, how to stop a threat, um, but but what what about the um, you know like 
again, when you take a safety class or like mm-hmm. you have to look past. Yeah, you know, targets, target just surroundings, right? Your yeah. surroundings and yeah. stuff and, 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 and bullets, like let's say you live in an apartment building, yeah. you know, bullets going into right. the next room if you miss, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's easy to miss. Of course, people absolutely. People forget a bullet's this well, big yeah, and people, spaces. People always think, especially old timers would be like, I, I had a customer the same thing, like, oh my 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 uncle told me I should buy a forty five. Your uncle's like past sixty, right? Yeah, how'd you know? Yeah, because that's how they all think, right? They all think number one, uh, that forty five will stop someone completely. Number two, they also assume you don't miss, right? Right. Oh, there's no forty five eight eight bullets. I can kill eight people with this. It's like, well, that's assuming you don't miss, bro. Yeah, you know. Um. So yeah, it, it's it's but people really forget like. It's a little bullet, bullet and there's yes. all this space. Like it's hard. Like mm-hmm. it's it's not far fetched. No, it is miss it, you're, you're probably gonna miss more than you will. And, and you because most people are only practicing on like steady targets, targets, not moving targets, right? Right. And in reality, so the only true way to train, right? Uh, you're either shooting real bullets at something that stands still for the most part. I mean, I know there's new devices out there that move, but for the most part, it's a standstill target. And you're shooting real bullets. The only time you can shoot when someone actually is moving is you're shooting what's called simunitions, right? They're like, they're not blanks. They actually, they're, it's almost like paintball. But uh, but simunitions, they're very, very expensive. That's when you can do force-on-force training, shooting each other, right? Because right. they're not real bullets. So either training to shoot real people without with fake bullets, if you will, or you're shooting real bullets but not at, at real people. At real people, yeah. So, yeah, so there's no perfect training scenario. I mean, there's a lot of good things out there. It's brutal to bring awareness. But, yeah, you're right. It's it's There's a lot of situ- – it's chaos, right? It's yeah. a lot of chaos. It's something where, like that to happen. Um, so for my home, in my home in Las Vegas, I have a rifle. I have an AR-15. That's what I use for my home defense because people don't realize it's a rifle bullet. And people tell me, oh, if you shoot a rifle, it's going to go through five walls in your neighbor's house. But the the AR's bullet, the five five six bullet, two three, is actually designed to tumble upon impact. It loses a lot of energy fast, right? Uh, it's designed to I wasn't do aware that. Of that yeah. Yeah, it's designed to do that, right? So I remember asking my friends who are like police officers in like SWAT teams. I go, hey, question for you: What kind of bullets do you guys use in an AR? Because if you notice now, uh, I've seen a lot, quite a bit actually, um, where people like hostage situations and they they evacuate the fucking neighborhood like a couple yeah. houses away. Well, they do that for safety anyway. I don't, if they're using handguns, they're still, whatever you want to use, they're still going to evacuate people, right? Right. But I noticed that they'll go in with ARs. Like, hmm, that's interesting. So why are they going with ARs? Aren't they concerned? Because, yeah, cops may be, you know, spot team guys might be really good shooters and stuff like that. But still, they're still humans, right? Right. People are going to miss whatever. But they go inside a normal house with an AR 15. Why? I was like, why? And they go, I don't know. These bullets you guys use. Because, the bullet tumbles, so he loses a lot of speed. Got it, fast, velocity, right? velocity mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, rifles are easier to shoot, but to be more accurate with, especially ARs. That's why it's uh, a lot of people. That's the America's rifle. It's really easy to shoot, right? You you got ARs. If yeah. you shot, it's really easy to shoot. Uh, kids can shoot it. Or spouses, or women can shoot it. No, everyone can shoot it. And so, and it's maneuverable, whole nine yards. Um, that's why it's so. I for my house in Vegas, I have a two story house. So, that's very much every house is two stories there, right? Um. But I remember my, but that's the cho- rifle choice. And also, uh, since my, my, my bedrooms are on top floor, yeah, I have a lot of advantage that way. Yeah. I don't use a shotgun because shotguns, believe it or not, shotguns, you can miss. You're close enough, you'll of miss. Right? People are, oh, it's going to spread. And also, when shotguns fire, all those pellets that spread, 
you are liable for every single one of them too, right? So they start hitting other things. You have no idea. I'm not saying shotgun's not a good weapon choice. Um, shotgun has advantages. Uh, definitely has advantages. But if you know how to really win, you took a course, right? Right. ITTS. I bet you you know a lot more shotgun than the average person. How to run a shotgun. Right. You know what I mean? Because most people are like, oh, just pump it and shoot it, right? I'm no. good. Yeah, no. people don't consider the choke and Chokes you know, and all that. Yeah, spread. Pattern, yeah, all that. Yeah. Exactly. So they don't, they don't understand all that. So if you take it a class, yeah, you'll be more equipped with a shotgun. And, of course, some people will have the whole, for a pump shotgun, right? They'll say, oh, I got a pump shotgun. If I pump it, you know, person probably go away. Okay. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I've heard it happen. My neighbors had it happen, right? Oh, she pumped a shotgun. That dude fucking said, see you later, right? But also at the same time, you should never pump a shotgun to scare someone. You should pump shotgun to shoot someone yeah. in self-defense, right? Yeah. You, this, is why I, this is why I loaded it in case this happens. Because here's a, here's a case with when you look at home burglaries, okay? Professional burglaries, bur- burglars will never have you home, right? They stake your house. They don't have you home. They don't, they don't want to confront the homeowner. That's what the whole issue because they're smart. Easier to get the shit we're out of here, right? Yeah. It's the guys who are on crack or whatever, you know, guys who are on drugs and who don't know better, right? Right. They show up at your house in the middle of the night, what have you. Um, but here's the thing. There are also scenarios where there's a chance that that burglar, not not that he's your friend, but that burglar may know you, right? Right. Like someone who knows him, your yeah. cable guy, hey, hey, I, Robert, I, I talk about it all the time. Yeah, like, you know like mo- most of those cases, it's somebody yeah. that knows you. Yeah, right. It knows back to sh- the strangers. I'm not worried right. about a stranger. <laughs> yeah. It's always like a f- like friends, brothers, right. junkie brother. Like you right. Know. And they know your patterns. They know when you, when you go home. If you, if you have a you know, date nine to five job, all that shit. They know shit. Shit. People don't realize UPS dudes. Their drivers. They know your fucking schedule. Yeah. You have the same driver all the time. He knows when you're home. When you're, he's drop off packages. I have a. I used to have a UPS driver. We became friends. He was, hey, Mike, I got a package for you, bro. Uh, I'll be on like around 5.30. You cool? Like, yeah, where do you want to drop it off? Like, he'll tell me, right? I shoot guns with him, too. Yeah. And it was kind of like, so he would always tell me, I got a package for you, bro. When, you know, when, when are you going to be home? And he knows you have guns. Yeah, and he, I know he has guns. I know where he lives. Right. You know? yeah. So we were cool. But how often do you know your UPS driver? <laughs> no, yeah. right? But they can watch your house. They, they, they know your patterns. They know when you're going to be home. And if you, I keep dropping off packages every fucking day. You're never there. You never pick up. I kind of know when you're not home. Yeah. You know, not saying UPS drivers do right, that. Right, right, right. But I'm saying. But it happens. Cable guys, they, they, they go inside your house. They, Installers, they, they, plumbers. They, yeah, they, they look at shit. Everything. Yeah. yeah, of course. You know, so you're kind of like, okay, well, you know, that's why I hide everything. I try to make sure I don't have anything that looks like with gun related in my house because I don't want those people to know that I have guns yeah. in my house. That, that's what it is, uh, yeah. typically. Um, you know, you don't want anybody to know anything, anything of value, actually. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, same thing, same thing. I, I was. What's funny is uh, you're talking about professional thieves and stuff. Yeah. I, I love when people get like these amazing like padlocks and like look at the fucking lock that I have oh, on right. my door, and it's like, bro, ninety percent of burglars don't come in through the front door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they come in through windows, the back, sliding doors, right. everything. Like, what are you talking about? Well, which is funny because like like so when I got when I when I bought my home, I have a sliding door to the back, right? And so my wife and I were talking about where to put the cameras, da da da, fucking defensive positions, all, the whole nine yards. The only vulnerable part is they can break the glass of the sliding door. Uh, I said that's the only vulnerable part. But if they break it in the middle of the night, they're about to die because right. I have the advantage at this point. But I told my wife, so I, I have electronic locks on all my doors, all my fucking bedroom doors, all of them, my pedestrian door. All the only, obviously the annoying part is like me and my wife. We always joke around, like, well, we're not going to cheat on each other. 
because every camera is everywhere. Every door we, we know when we're home, we're in the living room because it's all the motion sensors and stuff all the time going off. But I go, I'd rather know than not know. Yeah. Uh, even if it gets annoying, it's like, yeah, okay, whatever, whatever. But yeah, I'd rather get the notification. I, 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 I'd rather know. I'd rather know, you know. So, um, but yeah, I mean, as far as that's concerned, it's, it's, um, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. You're good. Uh, what do you call it? Um, yeah, when it comes to different type of guns, it depends on the, where you live. Yeah. You know, if you live in an apartment or studio apartment, it's kind of really small, you know, you still have something, but I, at that point, yeah, you, as you were trained, like, know your target and surrounding, but, you know, I always tell people, you know, when you, when people tell me, oh, when you load your gun for self-defense at home, aim at the neighbor you don't like. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Which neighbor? Uh, yeah. I, I like her. I don't like hey, him. Hey, hey, can you stand over there, please? <laughs> I'm just no. keeping. Yeah. This is strictly for entertainment purposes. Strictly for entertainment. <laughs> no, thank you. I just wanted to pick your brain on that. No, I was no, just no. thinking about it outside. No, no problems. All right, brother. Thank you, man. No problem. Cheers. Thank you for making it out. So you were you were telling me bidets. You're, 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 you're rocking bidets, huh? Yeah, my, my wife's uh, uncle got us three bidets. We have three bathrooms in the house. And um, yeah, I mean. Is it recent? You got into it? Um, it's been about a year now. And life changer. Super life changer. Super. This is life. I, I was in Qatar. And I, I've been to a few places where they had bidets, and I was yeah. like, that, yeah. "That shit's gay," you yeah. know, like, like <laughs> water splashing in yeah. my ass. Right. Yeah. And then I was in uh, Qatar for three weeks. Okay. And uh, the hotels had it, and then the right. you know the gym bathroom had it, and I was like, hey, you know, if I, and then I was like, oh, this is kind of weird, and I tried it, and then I, I I didn't like it. And anyways, long story short, when those three weeks were done. I was all about it. I was like, you know what? I feel cleaner like this. I feel so much better. And now when I go somewhere and they don't have a bidet, I fucking feel like disgusting. It's gross. And and somebody made a point. I think it was on I think it was on an ad that Joe Rogan did. Mm-hmm. But he goes, think about it. If you get shit on your arm, are you just gonna get paper and just wipe it off? You're not gonna do that. I've seen that. Yeah. <clears throat> you're 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 not gonna right. Oh shit! <laughs> right, but but for our ass, it's okay. Yeah, you're right. It makes yeah. no sense. And then I've been rocking it for almost like three years. Uh-huh. When uh, the pandemic happened and everybody was stressing out about oh, toilet oh, paper, yeah. I was like, we're like, yeah, I we're give chilling, a fuck, yep. dude. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, no problem at all. Yeah, um, you know, it's funny. My my, uh, I was telling my wife. So I have a newborn, and um, I have three. Congrats! I have, congrats! Yeah, I have four boys total, but I have a newborn. Nice, all boys, even all the boys. newborn. All boys. Oh, yeah. Poor mom. No, no, she I, loves it. Well, two two different wives, ex wife, yeah. you know. Same, same. So, um, I was telling my wife, I go, you know, we cannot teach him how to use a bidet until he's like, uh, like twenty years old. She's like, why? I go, he's gonna get used to it. And she goes, you know what? That's funny because her cousin from the Philippines, when he came to the United States, to, he's like, you guys don't have the bidet, the bidets, and everybody in the world has it. That's what I'm saying. So it's like she was like, yeah, you're right. We shouldn't teach him how to use it. So he's always used to it. Yeah, exactly. Because then you go to school and it's like, what the fuck? How do I do this and stuff? Exactly. It's you know, once again, once I accepted it, once I started getting into it, I started, I started getting blown away of like how crazy the U.S. market is on trying to sell shit. You know, like they literally, like if you talk about tires, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it was Firestone. Uh-huh. You know, the tire company yeah, yeah. that pulled out the train tracks in California. Because remember on Chandler, it was train tracks oh, and the city had yeah, trains. Yeah. But they pulled out train tracks and then later on put buses, tires. you know, tires. It was a big tire. And, and the governments were uh, the mayors and the governors were yeah. getting kickbacks. 
So they were making money off it. So they're like, hey, but fuck these trains, man. This right, is yeah. this is old technology. <laughs> you know, you need rubber yeah. on the road. And L.A. is is crazier because L.A. was basically built around the um, the automobile. Right. And this is why, you know, public transportation sucks so much compared to like New York and mm-hmm. the smaller streets mm-hmm. and the train stations and everything right. else. Makes sense. L.A., you, you need a fucking car. Like yeah. if you're going to 7-Eleven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Across the street, you right. need to drive. Yeah. You know, so it's it's fucking insane. And bidet, same shit. Yeah. Bidet is not new technology. It's been around forever. Right. Every other country has it. Every country has it. Yeah. But here, they get to sell you, you toilet know, paper, toilet paper, yeah, tissue paper, paper yeah. towel paper, mm-hmm. fucking napkin paper, <laughs> outdoor napkin, inside napkin. Right. Like it's it's a fucking business. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Total sense. That's it. Real quick uh, introduction. How would you introduce yourself, and where are you working, and and do I understand you live in Vegas? Yes. Okay. I, I kind of picked that up. Okay. Introduce yourself. Okay. My name is Michael Rungnall. Don't try to pronounce the last name. You'll forget. Yeah. Uh, I've been in, in the gun industry for over 10 years. Okay. Uh, I used to work at a hospital at Cedar sinai for 12 years of my life. A Filipino working at a hospital? I'm actually Filipino. Oh, no? No. That's so racist. I'm <laughs> fucked. You got me. Where are you from? Actually, um, half Thai, half Korean. That equals Filipino. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I... I uh, no offense to the audience here, but I like to say that makes me half communist and half ladyboy. Oh, that's not bad. That's not <laughs> yeah, bad. And, and most people tell half me. Half communist and half ladyboy. Yeah, and most people say, well, you were born in 1978. How did that happen? Don't know. Yeah. I said, don't know. Because uh, my father. That's uh, fucking funny. Yeah, it's a, this is a longer story, but my father has six children that we know of. Right. Each of us are half to each other. Wow. No one from each the same one, mother. None of them. None of us. Now my brother, but you guys are all know each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my my cool. my, you my younger brother, then. my younger brother. I grew up with him, so we never knew otherwise. Right. Uh, my biological mom left me when I was six months old. Wow. So I never met. Her. I don't know her. But the mom who raised me, who's my brother's mother, that makes sense. Right. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. That I I didn't know until I was like twenty two years old. You found out that it wasn't. Yet. Wow. Correct. That's fucking the truth. And what's even crazier is that my mom, the one who raised me, my mom, knew my biological mother. They have pictures together. I'm like, you mother, you guys were friends. It just that's wild. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, then my father had other kids and down the line, you know, and just like, and just uh, just recently, um, I would think it was Christmas time. My father came to L.A. with his wife, right, who was a mother to my youngest brother. <coughs> and so my, my my youngest brother, well, all the brothers, we all had kids the same year, right? Okay. Uh, this past year, we've had kids. And so we're all together. And now we, we eat at a restaurant. And I and so my my brother wants to see one of my sister's mother. My so, brother wants to see one of my sister's mothers. Okay. okay. So they want to see the baby. So we all go there. I call my mom, who lives across the street from the ex-wife, the ex-wife club. I said, hey, uh, mom, you know, uh, Jimmy's here. He's in a da, da, da. She's like, but just so you know, dad's here with her. She's like, why are you telling me anyone? So let's, just in case you know. Yeah. So we're in the house. So it's it's my father, my stepmother, my ex stepmother, if you will, makes yeah. sense. My sister's mom. Yeah. Then my mom shows up, and so my wife. So we're all, we're all there, and, you know. Wow. Like, yeah. And so my dad goes to my when my mom comes in. She's like, "Is that the neighbor?" I'm like you're such a dick. You're right. such a dick. And then um, I, we're all having fun with the kids, and then my wife. I look at my wife, and she looks at me. And she's like, "We need to take a picture right now." So my brother Jimmy's like. Should I be holding my? I go no, just just sit down now. Take a picture now. I said, 
And after this picture was taken, I said, you have a dad with your mom, with my mom, with Amy's mom. That's two ex-wives in the same picture. That's fucking insane. Dude, it was hilarious. But that, you know, that, that shit's like, I had somebody on the podcast, yeah. saying, it, it was something similar, but it, it was him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he couldn't work it out with his wife, so he okay. separated. Yeah. And then he bought a house next to the house where he used to live, and then he got a new wife. And now the kids just go between the house and the wives are friends. I'm like, what? <laughs> what is going like, like, and, and the more times I talk to people, like, this is kind of normal. This is normal. And then another funny Chinese mix, uh, not Asian mix, was uh, this one guy says, I'm half Chinese and I'm half Mexican. So you know what that means? I'm a bad driver and I don't have insurance. <laughs> I forgot the comedian's name, but yeah. Because my, my, my nephews... And my nieces, they're half Filipino, half Thai. So we call them typos. Typos. Yeah, typos. That's what they call them. Typos, typos. Yeah. Filipino. <laughs> so we call them typos. So you worked at a hospital. Mm-hmm. I worked at Cedar Sinai for 12 years. And then care. you were like. No, actually, actually, I got fired um, because I. So I used to have migraines. We were talking about the caffeine thing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I used to have migraines. And, and they know this. This is not something that no one does. Right. And also, I had become a so over the years, you know, you call it sick, you know, you know, shit happens, right? You, you either get sick or what have you, you know. And so basically, I got I got let go because I called in sick too many times over so many, and actually within the, a period of time, yeah, within a period of time. Yeah. And the last For time, a normal person schedule, etc. Well, the last time, not saying you're not, normal. yeah, no, I'm not normal, but yeah, not the last, the last, my last strike was the fact that actually my kids caught lice at school. At that time, they were not allowed to go back to school without a doctor's note. So I had to call out. I tried to get the doctor, you know, to see, see my kids. I shaved their head. Oh, my right? God. Just straight yeah, like that. That's, yeah. well, they have that's curly, the old school way. Well, they have curly hair. My other kids, my other sons, they yeah. have curly hair, right? Because they're, they're, my ex-wife, is um, she's black, Lebanese, and Spanish. So they have afros. Wow, what a mix. And... Dude, I'm not getting lice. And all, out, all out those that, races bro. have like thick hair. And like I'm not getting, yeah. bro, not going to happen, dude. Yeah. So I shaved their head. I told the school, can they come back? Their head's shaved. No, I have to have a doctor's note. I have to call it. I have no choice. Yeah. That's how I got fired. That's fucked up. It wasn't for worth. Even my, my old boss was like, I can't believe I'm firing you. Not for letting you go. Not for, if it was for work ethic, she'd be good conscious. No problem. Yeah. But she's like, it's not even for that. You know? So actually, I got into the gun industry just by accident. Actually, my boss. Um, were you were you an avid gun collector? Prior I just, no, I just bought a couple guns at the time. Um, yeah. I already bought. I already had. I think I had four guns at the time, but I was buying them like one a year. I wasn't even like yeah. You know, most people get more like within six months. I was buying once a year, just getting into it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then uh, my boss, you know, my boss now, of course, they got to know me and. Um, you know what have you? And literally, they—they they, my boss used to work at the uh, in a hospital as well. Then he was calling, "Hey, how's how's work?" And I told him the situation. At that point, I was already gone for like a, I hadn't found work in about a year, yeah. right? And so, um, yeah, my boss was like, "Hey, you want to work here two days a week or whatever?" And that's how it started. That's how it started. Two thousand twelve. Now, okay, so you're working there part time. When did you do the Vegas move? That's two thousand eighteen. So I started in 2012, October. I didn't move And then to 2018, Vegas. you moved I to moved Vegas. to Vegas in March of 2018, yeah. My, my wife got a really good job in Las Vegas. Okay. For, uh, for, the, um, for the police department. That's why we left. 
Yeah. Amongst other things, but that's the major reason also for the fact that we're like, hey, you know what? Um, housing is really cheap out there. Compared. Super cheap, especially in 2018. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Com- especially compared to here. in 2018. Yeah, we didn't. Compared we, to anywhere. Yeah, compared to anywhere. We no didn't, state taxes. Yeah, no state tax. Exactly. We didn't, we didn't buy our house. We didn't buy and close our house until March of 2020 before the, everything shut down. But still, you did better. We, oh, yeah. We, yeah. You killed it. You killed it. Because right now, is it fucking insane? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right now it's insane. So yeah, we bought a house, we closed out, and then shit hit the fan. And you know, everything closed. And as, as you know, all the gun shops and everywhere in the whole country lines out the door. It, it's it happened. It happened on a Thursday when I remember working at work and we're like, why are those people here? So I guess everything had shut down. School shut down, everything has shut down that time. Yeah. It was a Thursday. And I'm like, what the hell? So Thursday, busy all day. Friday, busy all day. I mean, we were like and it's finally Saturday, Sunday, my boss is, I'm like, I'm telling my boss, we have to control the door. Yeah. Because we can't let all these people in at once. At the same like, time, yeah. All for, number one, you have no idea who's next. Right. And if you're in a pandemic, and, you know, as everyone thought, and you're like, I got to get a gun. You're not, I mean, no people were losing their shit for toilet yeah. paper. Yeah. Let alone. Yeah. There's no honor I system. I was here first. I was here. I was here. Yeah. No. So there, we had a lot, I have a lot of stories in that alone, but I remember I had one customer walk in, you know, the whole mass mandate. I had a customer walk in and he was wearing a mask. And I said, sir, you have to put a mask on. He goes, no, I don't. I said, I, said, I have a medical reason. Do me a favor, step outside. So, And there's a line out the door, right? So I'm outside with him. I'm like, sir, what's going on, right? And he's like, well, my doctor said I don't have to wear a mask because I have an issue with a mask on my face or blah, blah, blah. It's right. a medical issue. Right. Okay, I, where's your paperwork? And watch I said, out, watch out with the sounds too because you hear people in cars here like. And so I said, uh, I said, uh, so. Let me see your paperwork. He's like, well, have you ever heard of HIPAA laws? I'm like, yeah, I'm familiar with HIPAA law. I worked in hospital for many years. HIPAA oh. law says that a doctor cannot tell me or, or a medical institution cannot tell me what you have. It doesn't mean you can't tell me, bro. Mm. And he goes, what's your name? So I tell him my name. I'm the man, one of the managers here. He goes, you're going to be hearing from me. I said, oh, no. okay, have a nice day. He leaves. Ten days later, after the ten-day uh, background check is over, some of those customers standing in line were like, hey, did he ever come back? I was like, no, bro. Not at all. No. They never come back. Yeah. They never come. I'm like, be quiet, dude. So, yeah. <coughs> but wh- why do you think that is that people don't follow through their... Because I just did that the other day, actually. <laughs> I, I, I just... The, I was pulling out a car seat. My, my wife put had the car outside. Right. And I was pulling out the car seat out of my truck to put it in her car. Okay. And this, this parking lady just, like, gets right on her ass right. and is like, Go. Go and I'm like, like hold on, like I'm putting up a car seat. She's like, she puts the hazards and puts lights, oh and, and then I, I got a little frustrated because I left my I left my son in, in the car playing in the the truck, and I was mm-hmm. like, if this is the type of lady that if she sees my son in the truck, she's like, ah, oh, yeah. Right. So I was I was like, I was like, baby, just park the car. She's like, why? I'm fucking putting the car seat in. Right. Anyways, the lady was being disgusting. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. After I, I got the whole thing situated, she parks, she leaves, the other lady leaves. Anyways, I get the whole thing situated. My son's gone. I'm like, fuck this, you know? Like, right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get the number on that fucking <laughs> Jeep, and I'm going to take a video. And, blah. Right. and, I, and I, get, I catch up, and then I, I take the number, right. and then she pulls up next to me. She's like, right. sticking out her tongue. I'm like, oh, you're so fucking done. And then I pull over, and I'm like, I got you. You know, I'm, I'm, right. I'm being a little bit of a Karen, but, like, it was so bullshitty, right? right. It, was, it was disgusting. So then she stops at the stop sign, p- 
puts oh. on her hazards, and now she's fucking around with traffic. Now cars can't go, wow. or they have to go around it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna find out, and I'm gonna yeah. complain, and I'm gonna tell her. And I was like, this is too much work. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like why do we do this? My, why is executing so hard? My uh, my brother who lives in Riverside, one of my brothers who lives in Riverside, he had a situation where this is last year sometime. He was at a Starbucks with my nephew. And, you know, in a truck, he had a big truck at the time. He goes in, and he's not blocking the alleyway because there's an alleyway. So he's, he's trying to – some lady cuts him. He's like, he's clearly going to go next. Some lady cuts in front of him. Right. He's kind of like, dude, like, bitch, you know? And then he's like, you know, he's saying something to her, and she starts complaining, and she starts yelling at him and stuff like that. And then she calls the police. And in the, in the car speaker, he can hear her. Call, oh, this guy hit me, blah, blah. And he goes – he's like – Operator goes, I didn't hit her. I'm still here. My Here's my driver's license number. Here's my license plate number. Just making model of the car. I'm right here. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't hit her. Blah, blah, blah. So finally, he parks, and he can't see her. Yeah. Right? Because they call the police. Right? And uh, my nephew tells my brother, Dad, that crazy lady's right there, right? So he turns to her. Like, they're in car, different cars, right? He turns to her and mouths off. Not, like, loudly, but mouths off. Fucking crazy, right? Yeah. So the police shows up, the cop shows up, and then my brother get my brother tells the officer, "Hey, officer, I have a concealed weapon. They have permits out there. Do you want me to disarm?" He's like, "No, no, it's, it's I appreciate you letting me know." No, okay. what, what happened? He tells the situation. He's like, "Oh God, you know." Yeah. So he has to go talk to her. So he talks to her, and then my brother starts mouthing off at her, saying, "You, you know, you're a fucking piece of shit." This police officer has other more important things to do than wasting his fucking time. And he said the whole time the officer's just kind of like, eh, you're not wrong. You yeah. know, people just. Yeah, people are just fucking ridiculous. It, man. And, and we said, we get them. Like anytime you work in retail, you kind of get customers that are, you know, I mean, sometimes have legitimate complaints and no one's perfect. Yeah, of but course. Sometimes you have. But there's people. that fucking extra, extra asshole. If you watch our Yelp or reviews. Bitch. Sorry. Yeah, if you watch our Yelp reviews, some of these people who give us one stars. Usually, uh, myself or another manager will go right back at them, because I've I've had times where yeah we we we, we wrong people by mistake, and they've contacted me as to come on back in and we take care of them no problem yeah, but they'll mouth off on, on the internet and something they say you're just like what one particular I remember he he said we damaged their gun he, he all these claims and my boss asked me I'm like bro there's no rifle that I can think of, at least in a modern rifle that has a spring. Because this guy claimed that he heard the spring go off, it hit it hit the wall to see and there's drywall in the box. And I'm like, bro, really? This is what he claims. Right. Well, he talks about how he's That's been, pretty exact to like Right. And he goes, he talks about how he, you know, he's been coming to the shop for like seven years. He's either had a mediocre experience or a bad one. I'm like, why do you keep coming? Yeah. If it's really that bad. Yeah, but how many times do people write a review and they fuck up the business? Right, right. Like, that, that's got to happen. Oh, yeah. That's sure. got to happen 10% of the time. Right. And then, recently, so he comes in. I don't know who he is. They, there's, like, three guys that come in. They do something, we, you know, situation. Couldn't handle situation. They go to another gun store. He writes another review. This is how I know it's him because the same reviewer, it shows the other post. And I'm like, I just went at him, you know. What'd you say? Oh, man, I'm trying to remember. But it was just fun. It's just, I, I like to be funny. You were just having fun with it. Oh, yeah. It's like, dude, you're the idiot. You, sh you keep coming back here, bro. Like, you said in your previous review that you would never come back. You don't recommend this. But why did you come? Yeah. Why are you still coming? Why you, it makes no sense. You know? What, so. What's your percentage of, um, of during the pandemic, mm -hmm. of obviously people that 
I, I never wanted a gun. I don't care for a gun. Oh, oh man, this 90, is happening. 95%. So would you say your sales went up 95%? I mean, I guess so. You know, you can say that. I mean, because, I mean, all the customers that I know. See, I've been there for a long time. Yeah. And so every customer that I already knew, like everyone knows my name, whole nine yards. You know, you can always tell. You can always tell if I know the customer because I give them hugs. So that's how you know I, I know them very well, right? Yeah. Um, See, the reason I don't know you that well is because I'm always like going for the girls. Hey, I don't blame you. Like I'm always. I'm like, <laughs> I spent, well, a now, redhead. You always have some yeah, tall, yeah, yeah. colorful so, hair yeah. girls there. So, so um, that was especially during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't blame you whatsoever. Um, I'm funnier, they're, but they're better looking. Yeah, that's, better for sure. than you. that's for sure. That's for sure. No, they're definitely better. Looking. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, uh, like I said, as far as that, our customers, the customers I know, they were only coming for ammo. And what's funny is that when they say they're coming for ammo, they were just like, I'm just buying a couple, just in case. This yeah. is like the beginning of the pandemic, right? Just in case. Right. Oh, I got like 5,000 rounds at home, 10,000 rounds. Just, a, extra, a couple extra thousand would hurt. They weren't coming to buy guns because they already have like 20, 30. Yeah. You know, they were fine. You know, I, I have a customer uh, who has over 200, you know, That's all bought from us, yeah. you know, over, over, over a decade. Uh, I wonder how he stores them. Uh, say he's got <laughs> like is it, is it like museum style or is it all safe style? It's just, it's mainly safes, but because yeah. uh, I I knew a guy he had a room it was like a museum. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I have one customer that had a room like that bigger than my store. Wow, I remember going. Damn, where are we going? I, this is a long time ago. I remember, he was a doctor, uh, but he's not like a any doctor you go see. He owns a business. Yeah, that's and I remember asking him like, dude, so um. How big is your safe? And he was like, if you want me asking, he, and he looked around and then all his business partners came about me, and I asked him the same thing. Hey, how big is the safe? And they all, they all the same. They look around the store. Well, as big as store. I'm like, dude, he's a room with a, That's with insane. a bar, you know, with a with bar, the bar. Yeah, with a bar and a pool table. Like, like the whole thing. Like, that's a straight, like a guy's, uh, you know, um, dream, uh, what do you call it? Uh, man cave. <laughs> like, I guess at that point, Yeah. you know, but yeah, he had a lot of guns. Dude. I got 150 because I saw this list. That's fucking insane. And it's not like cheapo stuff. It's all really expensive stuff, high-end stuff, hard to get. I remember asking him, like, how many, how much ammo do you have in my mask? And he goes, this is 2014. He goes, uh, 22 caliber, really small. Uh, he's like, I think I got 1.5. I said, did you say 1.5? Like like 1,500? No, no, 1 million. <laughs> of, of one caliber. I go, how, how much total? He's like, last time I counted was like 10 million. I'm like, Dad, you have 10 million rounds in your house. And I met his wife. She was like, yeah, they're in the laundry room. They're in the kitchen. Like, they're everywhere. <laughs> the kid's cereal. Yeah. It's just popping She's out. Like, yeah, it's in the ammo. fridge. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. That's a lot of fucking ammo. Yeah, that's a lot of ammo. What, yeah. what, what's, um, what, is it fair to say you're not a huge fan of the Glock? Or you are a fan? And, and. The reason I wanted to get with you is, one, you're very knowledgeable. Two, uh, I have a group of friends that, that want to start buying guns, okay. you know, and they want to get into it. Yeah. Uh, three, I've been buying guns, and I've been happy with my selection, but yeah. now I'm like, you know what? I want something nicer. I want mm -hmm. something cooler. I want something. It all started off when uh, somebody sent me a link for the, um, the I think it's Galco. Galco, Galco yeah. yeah. The, the, the holster manufacturer. The, 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 the Miami, Vi the uh, Miami Vice <laughs> yeah. fucking thing. Uh -huh. And I was like, I have no gun that I would put in this fucking leather. Thing. This sucks. Like I have no guns, you right, know. And this right. is why I went and bought the shotgun and everything else. Yeah. But um, 
But what's a good? St- what's your opinion on Glocks? What's uh-huh. your opinion on a starter gun? And and you know, okay, I'm brand new. Yeah. I, I don't own a weapon. So most people will, most salespeople will, they'll point you to a Glock because it's about five hundred, five fifty, you know, five sixty. <coughs> price range, what have you. So it's not like $1,000 where you buy a SIG or an HK for $1,000. Everyone likes Glocks because they're simple to use, uh, primarily, you know. Uh, functionally, it's very easy to use. And it's the, it's a single action or double action? I, I know, but just, you know. So people have argued this, even in my when I was in my instructor's class, they were arguing about Glock, whether it's double action or blah, blah, blah. But in the industry, we call them striker fire pistols. Basically, instead of having an exposed hammer, they have an internal rod that people will call a striker. That's what they call it. So basically, in simplistic terms, the trigger pulls the same every single time, right? Uh, I mean, I mean, a single action, too, is the same trigger pull every single time. But some guns are double action, single action. So the first pull is very heavy. They call it double action. Um, so they differ. So with striker fire pistols, we just call them striker fire pistols. So so let, let, let's break that down. So when you have, because uh, because my understanding is a single action is usually no hammer in a sense, and double action is usually a gun that has a hammer. Can that be a general way of defining it, or not really? Okay. So basically, there are some. There is one particular platform, and I'm talking okay. about a physical hammer, obviously. Right. Physical hammer. Yeah. So. We'll keep it to the guns relegated to California. How's that? Just okay. for, for this purpose. Because I don't want to say something where there's a gun they can't buy. So right. um, a single action pistol would be uh, one in particular. The most famous one is called a 1911. Many manufacturers make it. It's a single action because when you load the gun, put the magazine in the, in the handle, and you rack the slide, the hammer precocks itself. Okay? Because you rack the slide. Okay. So in opposed to a double action, where a double action, the hammer's down. They call it double action because when you pull the trigger, it does two things. It cocks the hammer, and then it fires the gun. Okay, it does two like things. Like a revolver. Okay, Like a revolver. Right. Okay, cool. Unless it's an old cowboy revolver, which are single action only, you have to pre-cock them. That's why you see the people who twirl them. Right. They can do that because the gun won't fire with the hammer it, down. Got it. Because it has to be cocked. And that's how when they're ready, they... they they, they mm-hmm. The Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's what you see. Oh, that, that's right? cool. Okay. That's good. So don't do it unless if you... Okay. Uh, yeah, don't do it with a double action <laughs> revolver. Right. You know, but uh, but having the double action, the double action is also part of the safety of a gun. So the trigger pull is very heavy. Some are heavier than others, but like on a Beretta, it's like 12 pounds of pressure to pull that double action. It's really heavy. Okay. So once a double action fires. The Beretta is the original 1911, right? No, no, different gun. Totally different. Okay, okay. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No. And so when the when the gun fires and the slide reciprocates back, it drops the ha- it precocks the hammer for you. So mm-hmm. it goes into single action. Oh, like on a Beretta. Right. But in the beginning, when you load a Beretta, it'll typically, it'll be in a double action position. If you And then you fire the gun, it slide reciprocates. The hammer pre-cock, the trigger becomes lighter because it's single action. Right? Got it. So that's how it works. But a 1911, like I'll see in movies and stuff, they'll cock a 1911. Like by hand, I'm like, that gun's not even loaded. Yeah. Because once you load it, it cocks the hammer. And there's no way to decock it. it. You put on a safe, there's a safety for right. a 1911. So 1911s have the best triggers of any firearms. And it was designed in 1906. It was instituted to the U.S. Army in 1911 is where it comes from. So it's right. over 100 years old. It's over 100 years old. And the, the trigger is, uh, it's it's not angled. It's kind of like. It's kind of flat. Yeah. So it's, the it's trigger. Flat, so you're, you're pulling directly straight back through versus. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah. So most triggers are built on a fulcrum. So they swing. 1911s go straight to the rear, which is why a lot of people, even new shooters, tend to shoot pretty good with them because there's less room for error. 
Yeah. Right. When they pull the trigger, a lot of people's anticipation, there's pulling of the trigger, how they pull the trigger. Yeah. 1911 is forgiving that way. Yeah. That, that, that was a, that was a, one of the first exercises when I did a, a training class mm-hmm. was like, you know, it's dry, just fire. dry fire. Uh-huh. And it's yeah. funny how much like you move it just because uh-huh. you're like, <laughs> like what right. the fuck are you moving the gun? Like you're not, <laughs> it's, it's, and that's why your aim gets all fucked up. Right. Exactly. So yeah. So 1911s, they're, they're forgiving in that way. Right. Oh. Their triggers are super smooth. Super smooth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I was looking at that, that, that one, uh, the 1911 that you had the, um, was it a Kimber? Kimber. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. You guys had the, the nicey fancy one. And then yeah, you guys the, had the, the Eclipse. Yeah. Eclipse with the nicey fancy finish. Yeah. And then we had the stainless two, the yeah. stainless, the stainless one. So you still have them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. We have a couple of them. So that's why so I have to, I have to go pick it up. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I ended up getting the shotgun because like I said, I, I, I bought this cheapy, mm-hmm. um, fuck man. I, I just went to, Big five, like five, six years yeah. ago. And I was like, oh, shit, it's on sale. And I bought the Maverick, which right. I believe Maverick is the same as Mossberg, but oh. it's like their okay. like Lexus. Okay, here you go. So I hate I hate to break it to you. Yeah, yeah break it, break it, break it. <coughs> so one thing with Big Five. Oh, um, terrible. Well, one thing with that is this. Many, I, I think I, I started working at Guns Rec. This is when it happened. Um, I learned, uh, my old manager, uh, one of the old managers back then, uh, or the first manager of Guns Rec, super knowledgeable guy, still my friend today. Um, we were talking about this, and we found out that Big Five was selling the same shotguns that we had out the door for less than what we, we buy it for, right? So it's kind of like, wait, wait, hold on. The exact same. This is what we're understanding. Right. And so we're like, wait a minute, why wouldn't we just get our license and buy it from them? Because they're obviously buying it cheaper than we are. So... Mossberg had told us that, actually, you don't want to do that. And we're like, why? He goes, well, the, the example was, whoever told us, the example was, uh, you ever been to a shoe store, like a mom and pop shoe store, and seen Nikes you've never seen before? We're like, yeah. Goes, well, it's kind of like that. They have, they don't have the same gun. It's not Got made it. the same way. Okay. Uh, not just talking about a Maverick product, not that. Right. We're, we're talking about the whole. Whole thing, right? And that's why if you look at Big Five, they don't sell handguns. Right. right. And they'll tell you. I've heard people tell me, oh, they told me they don't sell handguns because they don't have a license to sell handguns. That is not true. The license is the same. It's the same it's federal really? license to sell. They don't sell handguns because Glock, for instance, right? And I'm not talking about versus another gun, but Glock doesn't make a cheaper version of a Glock. SIG right. doesn't make a cheaper version of a SIG, right? So that's why, like, uh, Walmart, when they used to sell firearms, like, their bolt guns and stuff like that, even though they're made by manufacturers known, they're not the same guns, right? And I had a guy... Uh, he had a Winchester shotgun. He brought it in. He said he had problems with it. He didn't buy it from us. I go, what's wrong with it? And he tells me, I go, you buy it from Big Five? He goes, how'd you know? So I just, just, just say, wild guess. Uh, wild guess. And then one of my good friends, he ended up, what I remember, he, we, we were on like Mass Texas like years ago. My best friend's in it too. And he's like, hey, dude, Big Five has a sale on this shotgun. I was a Mossberg winner, whatever, uh, for this price. Da, da, da. Dude, I can't even buy it for that price, bro, right? And... So he was like, yeah, you, y'all should get up on top of it. My best friend puts in the text, like, what, whatever Mikey says, bro, I, I listen to Mikey, bro. Yeah. I was like, hey, you guys do whatever you want, but I would not buy one. So he buys one. They go they go and shoot it. I tell my best friend, go, tell me, time, how, tell me how many times it jams. And he tells me later, six. Hilarious. <laughs> on a pump shotgun. On a pump shotgun, yeah. On a semi-auto, we talked about, it will happen, you got to break it in. But on a pump shotgun, I was like, I that, told That's you. unacceptable, yeah. Because there are certain parts in there, they don't make the same quality. It's, it's sometimes plastic versus metal. I, I got lucky. Mm-hmm. 
I got lucky because I, I got it pretty cheap. Yeah. And and for, you know, a, a kind of home defense kind of ordeal, it, it worked. And then I did the ITTS. I had a oh. I had a weekend with the shotgun, you right, know, right, uh, right. shotgun class one. Mm-hmm. And I, I had issue. Yeah. I had right. no issue. Um, but I wanted something more quality. I wanted something where I could get more parts for. I wanted something. I wanted the semi-automatic. I, right. I, I actually didn't even pay attention to the semi-automatic until you told me about it. And I was right. like, what? A semi-automatic shotgun? That's fucking, shoots like my AR, but yeah. it's, you know, shotgun. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was very cool. Like I said, yeah, for me, I never knew, I never knew that existed until one of my friend's friends we were shooting out. And he, he was like, you know, he's like, let Mike just shoot the chopper. I'm like, what is that? And then, so they pulled this old Browning shotgun. And I was like, oh, it's a shotgun. And then he goes, you want me to demonstrate? Sure. And he just runs that gun. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. So I go shoot. I'm like, oh, I got to get a semi-auto shotgun, which I have one. Yeah. But I was like, oh, I got to get one of these fucking, these, not this one in particular, but just in general, I got to get one. Yeah, so I, 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 I hope to shoot it on Sunday. So I'm, I'm going to break it in on Sunday. Tips. What should I do? Shoot it. Just, just load it and shoot it. Load no it and oil, shoot. no nothing. Just yeah. it's ready, ready out of the box. I mean, you can clean it, but I, I've never cleaned. Like people will tell you, you should clean your gun. I mean, there's only maybe a handful of guns I know you might should, should clean. Um, one shotgun in particular I know of that you should clean. You know what have you? But other than that, now even my same, I just shot it. Yeah, yeah. I have a, I have a Remington, which I don't think they make anymore, but it's a it's a has ten rounds in it. It's a longer gun, you know, but. Yeah, I shot it. Yeah, no problem. Just broken it. I knew it's going to... I have a little problems here and there. Yeah. Which it did because I changed the spring automatically because my wife can't load the 10 rounds in there. The spring is really tight. Right. So I had to change the spring anyway. So I go, I know it's going to have some problems. But it was fun. Either way. Either way. Mm-hmm. Back to the guns. So yeah. Glock, single action, double action. Mm-hmm. We got that breakdown. <clears throat> what do you recommend? Uh, do, you, do you recommend guns based on people's budgets? No. 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 I... I I based so, or do you convince people like, hey man, I strongly recommend you get this if you can't do it now. Well, go, I'm no, go. what's no. your process? <clears throat> so processes I look at first of all whether it's male or female because you know husbands always like to go, hey, I want to I want a revolver for my wife. I'm like, yeah, brother, trust me, your your wife can put on makeup and drive a car at the same time, bro. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's not for real, right? So for I tell real. people it really depends. I said for anybody, I tell people if you're going to as an instructor, I always tell my students. I'm here to teach you what to practice at home, right? What you need to practice yeah. at home, at the range, what have you. So I tell people, if you're looking for a firearm, the first question is, are you going to practice with this? Not even at the range per se, but just loading, unloading a firearm, how you hold it, you know, things, how you align the sights. Even if you're practicing five minutes a day, right? On a particular skill, once you learn it, practicing a particular skill, then you should get a semi-auto. I think it has way more advantages than a revolver. Yeah, if you're the person going, hey, honestly, Mike, I'm going to shoot this maybe twice a year, male or female, doesn't matter. I tell buy a revolver. It's less to remember, you know. Not that not that saying that you won't need practice shooting it or for accuracy purposes, but it's just easier to remember to use under stress, right? And remember, depending on, I would say, based on personality, but more importantly, based upon people's occupation. For instance, if you're a nurse. ER nurse, trauma nurse, what have you. Trust me, in emergencies, you, you're probably pretty cool under pressure. Right. right? You, you know what to do. But if you're someone like my mom, she always tell me, she always asked me, oh, where do you guys teach me how to shoot me? My brother, both instructors were like, hell no. Because you panic like crazy. Like yeah, yeah. on the smallest things, you panic. Dude, imagine having a gun in your hand. Be a you know, bad yeah, idea. It's a shit show. Yeah. It depends on the person. Because, you know, 
despite what people think, I, I heard it once from an instructor and he made sense. People never, ever rise to the occasion, right? They go back to what they know, what they've trained to do. So if you're a nurse, you not all of a sudden you're going to become a brain surgeon. Not going to happen. You're going to go to what you know in an emergency, you know, right. what you're trained for, right? So uh, everyone goes back to training. That's the whole idea. So if you're not training or you haven't been trained or still practicing, you're not going to remember what to do. I've seen it in hospitals, you know, People go crazy. I remember, I, so I'm not a nurse, never been a nurse, but I worked with a bunch of nurses. We've had, when we have codes, code blues, people having a heart attack or what have you, or cardiac arrest, I get the crash card. Yeah. Right. You know, I know basic life support, but dude, you're in the hospital. You want a nurse to handle this shit, right? Yeah, for sure. But in order for me to help them any way I can, I, I go to what I know. Let me grab them the crash card so they can do their shit. That's what you should do. You know what I mean? You go to what you know. <clears throat> so, you need to practice. So I tell people, if you're not gonna, if you're not, gonna, I'm gonna shoot it once a year, twice a year. No, buy a revolver. No, no, now, when you say practice, like, like, what are you talking about? Like buying the the, the dummy rounds, unloading, loading, cocking. There, like. there is a lot. Yeah. So practice would be that. Yeah. Um, loading the gun, right? Um, um, chambering around, unloading the firearm, holding it. If there's safeties or decockers, running those things. I mean, just running at home, just playing with it. Kind yeah, of. Obviously, make sure you're in a room, no live ammunition. Things of that Nobody, nature, yeah. right? But that's really what it is because a lot of people don't understand in training. When I said when I used to teach classes a lot, it was the same thing. I was always repetition. You know, my classes were never. People used to always ask me like, "Hey, Mike, so do you teach an advanced class?" I'm like, "Explain advanced to me. Yeah, what does that mean exactly?" Yeah, I'm not saying there's not advanced techniques, right? If you're talking about tactics, that's a different story. I don't teach tactics, right? I never right. have. You know. Uh, I've learned a lot from all my military friends, law enforcement friends, people who are way better than I was. So I understand tactics, right? But I don't teach it. That's not that's not my realm to teach, right? So I stick with fundamentals, how to shoot, right? Maybe draw a gun, things of that nature, but nothing crazy. And I used to teach my class. I go, the only difference between an advanced shooter and a beginner shooter, the advanced shooter applies the fundamentals consistently. That's the true yeah. difference between someone who who's a really good shooter. Uh, versus just a beginner, right? Just no. Actually, I always tell people the beginner and the advanced shooter is the most dangerous person in the class. The intermediate is the most safest because they, sometimes with advanced people, they get complacent. Oh, don't worry, I know how to do this. They get too confident. Well, well, yeah. Scotty from ITTS, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. he 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 says, uh, yeah. and I thought it was such a great point. Right. He goes, uh, "I'm at a higher risk right. of of having an accident because I carry and use a gun." Every, every day, day. Mm-hmm. and the more you're using it the more chance for error like yeah, it's just sure. whatever sure. if you pull it out you know 20 times a day every day 365 you know at any moment sure. versus you know if uh, you didn't have a, a, a person that you know keeps it in a safe, safe. and sure. out of way right so that I, I thought that was interesting and then you're also right about people defaulting to you know what they know because it, it's back to people always say it's it's fight or flight mm-hmm. but there's freeze Right. And people freeze a lot. Right. And and one episode of, that I saw was uh I was at a I was at a, an event and it was all my wife's Armenian. Mm-hmm. And it was an, an Armenian event. And sure. you know, guys are drinking and yeah. everybody's yeah. cool and badass right. and smoking and gambling and whatever the fuck and they do. Right. And and this lady gets up and starts choking. And she's like, oh, oh. and she starts choking. It looked like wild chickens. Everybody was, they didn't, nobody knew what to do. First time I saw Armenian people calling cops, they were like, what the hell? And and I used to lifeguard, and you know, when I was growing up as a kid, this, that. So I just ran ran up to her, put my knuckle, got her bump, boom, boom. She got it, saved her, and, and I was just, 
flipping out that if I wasn't there, like she would have been fucked. No, you know, yeah, no and, and she was 68, 70 years old. Like, right. you, you know, it, it, was, it was a bad scenario, but you just see how people react. And you're right. Like, if you don't practice loading your gun or unlocking it, like, I think about it now with the MP shield, mm -hmm. you know, the MP shield. I'm like, fuck, I think, I think this is like the, you know, it has a safety. Do, do I remember the position of the safety? I better look at the position of safety. Right. This ain't the Glock because the Glock doesn't have. Right. It doesn't have a know, manual safety per se. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. It has yeah. the little double trigger, yeah. but but it, it fucks with me sometimes because I'm like, oh man, there's a bunch of crazy mm -hmm. people tonight. Safety, no safety. Fuck this. I'm going to go to the Glock. <laughs> and I kind of, I haven't been practicing. <laughs> I haven't been practicing. I'm right. like, this is crazy. No, you're right. And, and it's funny because uh, going to back to your event. Uh, now, if they were at a, at a, um, if you were at an event with a bunch of Filipinos, there would have been nurses all over the place. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah you've been fine. I, I, used to live in a, I used to live in Daly City. Oh, where's that? Daly City? You don't know Daly City? Oh, that's hilarious. Huh? It is the, uh, you know, Ar Glendale Armenians? Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Daly City's in San Francisco. It's south of San Francisco. It's it's the Filipino capital. Oh, okay. It's 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 every every grocery store you walk right. into, they have a, a pig. You know, whole pig. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. There is karaoke machines everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody like it's it's. Yeah. You walk funny. in a neighborhood, everybody has karaoke lights, and it's it's. it's a super, San Francisco. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It's it's, uh, it's right, like right, thirty right. minutes yeah. south of San Francisco. Yeah. Well, so I, I was born in Oakland, right? Yeah. But I wasn't raised there, and I remember many years ago, this is probably a couple decades ago, I was picking up a friend in San Francisco or in Oakland, and I remember going, "Why the hell are there Chinese signs underneath the street?" You know, I never, so I got home and I asked my mom, I said, mom, how come that? She's like, that was the first Chinatown. I'm like, really? No, it kind of made sense. You know, but I didn't see any Chinese people, any, any Asian people at all. Yeah. That's why I was kind of like, why? I, I never knew that. So yeah. No, it, it, it's crazy. City, I've never heard of that. Yeah. It, but it's crazy because there's a, there's a fucking Chinatown everywhere. Oh yeah. I, I was, <laughs> I was in Cuba two years ago in Cuba and I went uh -huh. and they have a Chinatown in Havana. And it's these really? Chinese Cubans speak. Oye, chico, hacer And I'm like, like the Cuban accent's crazy, but then you have a Chinese Cuban accent. Yeah. It's yeah. it's the wildest thing in the world. <coughs> I've met China. I met Asian Russians. I'm like, and well, they have a Chinatown in Russia. I was in oh, I was in city of Mexico. There's a Chinatown in city of Mexico. They oh, speak wow. Spanish. Like there yeah. there's a Chinatown in just about every city in the world. Wow. Yeah, it's fucking. It's it's super fucking wild. Mm, it's, it's, that's it's, crazy. Yeah, actually, fun fact: uh, my nationality. Well, I'm American, but my parents are from Cuba. Right. Cuba was one of the first. Actually, Cuba was the first country to bring in Chinese uh, slaves for workers. Because when Abraham Lincoln released the slaves, uh -huh. they were buying a lot of tobacco and rum right. and all that shit from uh -huh. Cuba. So Cuba released their slaves, but then they're like, "Who's going to do the tobacco and right. coffee and uh -huh. rum and all this stuff?" So they brought. Chinese over there, and now there's famous uh, Chinese um, Chinese black because you know it was like the slave with slaves kind sure, of or sure. ex slaves. Yeah. So there's a Chinese black artist. There's a few of them that are very very famous, oh. and now they just some uh, one of them passed, and now his artwork selling for like multi millions. Oh. You know, like crazy. Oh, oh, of course, after they die. After, of or course, like anyone else. Or after they die, yeah, 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 of course. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. It's funny because I know they were. Sm I know at one point they were smuggling uh, Chinese through Canada. So I live in Canada for a year. One of my sons was born there, and I remember. Um, so this is before nine eleven. So I, I was in Canada when nine eleven happened, uh, and I lived on the border of New York and Canada, small town. And I remember I had my. 
car there, which still had California plates on there. What's the name of the town? Uh, called Cornwall. It's Cornwall. Like literally yeah. right on the border. And uh, I and then I had to end up. I ended up working at Walmart in Messina, New York. So right over the border. That's a long story. Anyways, um, yeah. And one day, uh, and the border guys they knew the situation. They knew my wife was Can- my ex wife was Canadian and had a kids there. And she's pregnant, whole nine yards. They didn't want to kick me out of the country, but they're like, you need to work outside the country. So I got a job at Walmart right around the border. And one night I get pulled over by, not at the border because they all know me. Everyone knows me there. But I get pulled over by Border Patrol right by my work, right in front of my work. And I say, oh, sure, I know, I know. The California place, this is after 9-11 just happened. So I, I understand. He's like, no, actually, I pulled over because you're Asian. I said, excuse me? What? And he goes, you're obviously an American citizen. I am. And he, the way I talk. And he was like, I'm an American citizen. He's, I'm like, yeah, what happened? He's like, oh, no. He's like, first of all, the California place threw me off because this is like far Canada, New York, like, yeah. You know, and he's like, and then obviously because you're Asian, and go, I was like, what is happening? He's like, because they've been smuggling Asians through the river between Canada and New York. I'm like, mm. no way. And he's like, but obviously you're an American citizen, so you're not one of yeah. them. And so all my co I worked the graveyard shift, so all my coworkers at the time were standing right in that front door, like looking and laughing. And he goes, Do you work here? I'm like, Yeah, I'm actually late. Uh, I go, They're all laughing because I'm, I'm right here. I'm late, he's yeah. like, Go to work. And I walk in, I go, Hey, boss, you know why I'm late? Yeah. And they're like, they're like, I told you to get pulled over with those California plates, you know, because it's a little odd. Even, right. even when I, the small town I lived, small town, literally, I was. What was the, the population when you say small town? Oh, man, 44,000. Wow. Put it this way, everyone knows everyone's business. I was the only, I was the third Asian person there. The two other people were older, old people. Yeah. Literally, so when I came into town, people already knew who I were. I was, you know, because they knew my wife and and because her family, she had three sisters, everyone kind of knew them. Remember, they're French Canadians for the most part, right? So they're they're all predominantly, you know, white. My my ex mixed black and all, so that's why they're very well known. And people, are like, oh, I saw your husband, like California plates, Asian dude, young Asian dude, like they, they were like, this has yeah. to be her husband, one hundred percent. So yeah, it's small, really small town. What 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 is um. What is what do you think? What are the laws in Canada about carrying guns, and what do you think about California laws. gun laws? Yeah, uh, okay, compared so to Nevada, Canada, I don't know. I, I I know you can get a permit. I've seen it before uh, about owning a gun or even carry, but I don't know if they can carry one. I think they can only. Don't be me wrong, because I don't know can, Canadian law. At that time, I wasn't into guns at the time, yeah. um, so I don't know for sure. It's Canada for California laws, I mean, <sighs> most of it's ridiculous. Right. Right. Um, and I think a lot of people saw that during the pandemic. Right. What do, you, what do you mean I can't get them a gun today? What do you mean I gotta wait 10 days? That's, hey, bro, I didn't vote for them. Right. You know, this is not my rule. This is not, this is not the politicians I picked to make these rules. Right. Yeah. And, and, and it's funny because in other states, they do background checks and it's like instant, like a couple of minutes. Right. Here you go. Have a nice yeah, day. Grab a coffee. Yeah. We'll have an answer. Yeah. We'll have no problem. Right. It's not that hard in other states. But California also has to do with the registration of firearm to the person as well, to the state as well. They claim it takes takes a whole 10 days. I think it's a lot faster than that, but I'm not saying it can't take 10 days. But I also think it's, it's kind of ridiculous because really, because here for cops, because I know I have a lot of people who are police officers, it's a lot difficult for them because there's no true guideline for them, by the way. For, right? for police officers. To deal with, especially to deal with, actually this goes into rest of the nation, to deal with carrying, people carrying a gun, right? Um, I think as far as my own experience in Las Vegas, it's a lot, they're a lot more chill about it because they kind of know that. 
Yeah. And they're kind of like. Yeah, I bet the supermarkets in Vegas and people just open carry. Open carry. And so, but literally, you, by law, when you have a concealed weapons permit, at least in, I know in most states, that if you have a, if you have a permit and you're carrying a gun, you're supposed to tell the officer, hey, officer, just so you know, I'm carrying a firearm, you know, on my person. It's in this section. What do you want me to do? How do you want me to handle the situation? Like, even just getting your ID out. You know, usually they'll be like. Like if you just see a random cop, yeah, like in like, a store or something. No, like if they, well, if they, they pull you over, they pull you over, right? Right. Yeah, you know, you're supposed to let them know that you have a firearm on you, where it is, and so forth. Yeah, because obviously you don't want to get shot either, right? Right. Mistaken. But I feel like most cops, if you tell them that, they kind of like, oh, I appreciate you telling me that. Hey, just you know, they're not, they don't trip out because if you're a criminal, why would you tell them that? Right. Right. If you're a law-abiding citizen, you would tell them, Hey, I just want to make sure you feel safe. Here's the situation. But yeah, when I when I moved uh, before I get to the question, but when I moved to Vegas, I had a situation with myself and my my wife and my friends. We were shooting in the desert. We thought we were cl- we didn't know the rules exactly, and literally a cop pulled up on the mountainside, and my friend was like, "Mike, there's a cop coming!" So I go, everyone unload, drop your gun, step the you know step the fuck back. I walked to the officer with my hands up. Officer goes, "Why do you have your hands up? Making sure you feel safe." He gets out of the car. He goes, you put your hands down. I'm like, what's going on, officer? And he's like, where are you from? I'm like, oh, we're from, we're from, uh, we're from California. He's like, oh, you guys visiting? Goes, we actually just moved here, officer. He's like, oh, great. He's like, I'm like, are we doing something wrong? He's like, actually, you're not far in enough the desert to shoot. And I'm thinking, I was like, oh shit, mm. right? I go, well, there's this barricade here. There's shotgun shells. He's like, yeah, these people are idiots. He's and he was explaining how I should do it, right? He tells me the whole technique, get your Google Maps, blah blah blah. I apologize. He's like, no, don't worry about it. No problem. And then I tell the guys, hey, everyone, clean up your guns. Clean up your stuff, but do not touch the firearms at all. And he looks at me and I go, I just want to make sure you feel safe. He goes, I appreciate that. Welcome to Las Vegas. And leaves. Doesn't watch me clean up, just leaves. That's fucking amazing. And we, and we, we clean up. We move in further and we shoot. We have a good time. No problem. But they're used to it. Yeah. But out here or anywhere else, it, you know. No, they're fucking, they, they, they dude, lose their yeah, shit. Yeah, put you in cuffs just to make sure they're safe. But as far as the, the laws are concerned, Cal, there's a lot of laws and they change all the time. Right. right. Uh, but yeah, with California from from their AR laws, their AK, bottom line is, look, like for instance, one of the most ridiculous laws they have is you can only buy a handgun and now a semi-automatic centered fire rifle every 30 days. That's when you buy. Right. But you can buy used ones from like a friend. You can buy 20 handguns at one time. Makes, I would be more worried about a person buying twenty handguns at one time, right? Versus someone buying two new handguns. Yeah, it's like there's no logic behind it. It makes no sense. Like, how can then if I was going to do a criminal act, I just buy used guns, right? I need and obviously, and if you're going to do a criminal act, well, use. Why would you use a new one? Right. It just it makes no sense to me. Yeah, it makes no sense. Like, why does it make sense? Oh, well, what, what's stupid is is all the laws that they make. It, it, it's not affecting. The criminals. The, the criminals. Yeah, no, not the criminals at all. Criminals buy not fucking at all. guns wherever they want. Right. You know, they're not doing the background checks. Yeah. All they're doing is making it more difficult for law abiding citizens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and all the rules. And nobody gets that. Right. Nobody fucking gets that. No. And all the rules, yeah. Basically, if the law abiding citizen, um, you know, breaks the rules, they're penalized for it, right? Right. <laughs> at this moment in LA, criminals, yeah, he can go out the door. Don't worry about it. You know, it's like, dude. Literally, they, they, literally they just book the them and get yeah, the fuck out. Get the fuck out. That's exactly what you happens. Do you want your gun back? You know, like, <laughs> it's, 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 it's fucking insane. It's ridiculous. And, and, and to me, it's it's back. I'm, I'm, you know, you're in the industry, yeah. so you've seen all the fucking posts. It's like, yeah. it's like if we're going to blame guns for killing people, right. then we should blame trucks for, you know, running over people and sure. killing people. And we should blame everything else, you know, and not, not people for right. killing people. You know, I'm going to say something. People. I'm going to say something that you don't ever hear. 
And I don't, I'm not saying I should put blame on these individual peoples who work in the government doing background checks, but how come they're not blamed? Because they're the ones doing background checks. I'm not saying they're not doing their job, right. but you don't blame them because ultimately in the end, no gun shop who's following the rules legally doing it can let a gun go, even in, in other states, without the back approval of the background check. Right. Right? But no one blames because that's the government. But 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 what what do you think? You know, I mean, I I believe, and again, we probably you, you've heard this too, yeah. but yeah. we have a mental health issue yes. in the United States. Yes. So, what would be you being in the industry, yeah. you seeing how Vegas is, you seeing how California is? Yeah. How how would you try to fix it or recommend to fix it? Because we have a mental health issue. Yeah. And the other thing, the other question I'm going to add to that yeah. is. That fucking test that you got to take, <laughs> <laughs> you right. already know where I'm going with right, this. Right, it, it's it's fucking ridiculous. Right. And yes, the first thing I think is, well, I guess if you don't pass this, you shouldn't have a gun. But like, okay. it's retarded. Okay, excuse me. I mean, it's it's, dumb. It, it's fucking retardedly dumb. It's, it's dumb. How about that? Yeah. I said. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay. So let's talk about test first. That test basically, when you get the certificate, is basically your. It's California's. California is charging you $25 to exercise your right. That's what it costs. It costs $25 to take this test. It's a 30-question test, right? 10 questions are true and false. The rest are multiple choice. Uh, and you're right. It's ridiculous. The people who don't pass this test typically are people who don't speak English very well, mm. right? Like maybe And maybe they can speak English okay, but they can't read it very well. Mm. So there's a couple of trick questions, the way they word them. But overall, yeah, 95%. Easily pass, right? It's yeah. it's not that hard without studying. That's without the studying, that's right? But even some of the questions on there, like I always tell people, there's two questions about the age of buying a, a long gun and a handgun. Handguns right. 21, 21 and then eighteen, eighteen for federal shotgun. law, but in California it's twenty one. So there's mm-hmm. the first answer for everybody. It's twenty one. Stick twenty one, right? Um, that changed a couple of years ago. But the idea of the age thing, in my opinion, is so dumb to have a question because. As a consumer, you don't need to know that, right? If I'm a bartender and you walk in a bar, you get a bar underage somehow, and you show me ID, go, oh, my, it's my job to know that you can't have a drink when you're 21, under 21. Right. That's my job, right? That's what it is. So I tell people, it's kind of dumb to know the, 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 the common old. knowledge for somebody else just, that you're not even controlling yeah, the product so, that you're yeah. selling them. Someone walks in and goes, hey, I want to buy a gun. How old are you? I'm 20. Sorry, you can't buy a gun. That's it. Yeah. It's for me to know. Not it doesn't. Yeah, oh. that makes that makes sense. Yeah, that right. makes sense. It's kind of dumb. It's just a waste of ink. Right, and you know, but yeah. So some of them are. Some of the questions are fine, um, but some of them are. You know, they are. They are kind of dumb. Right. Um, a but, lot of them are dumb. Yeah, a lot of them are dumb. I yeah. don't think any of them were like. <laughs> you know, hmm. I, I mean, like some questions do. do I, I will agree that spark up conversation. Like, you know, hey, I, I didn't know how long. Like, if you had a felony, how long do you cannot possess a gun? It's forever, right? Unless you get pardoned or something. Or you get your felony yeah, expunged. Yeah, that, that one's tricky. Right. That one's tricky because no, most yeah. people will get rid of their felony. Right. You know? no, but I mean, some some you can't. You know, if, right. it's, if it's really violent, you can't get rid of it. So uh, as far as I know. Okay. Right. Oh, and I, I should have said this earlier uh, when we started the podcast, but uh, anything I say is strictly for entertainment purposes. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Consult I'll, your I'll, lawyer. I'll, I'll add that. I'll add that in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Consult I'll your add. lawyer. Um, but yeah, uh, like the question is kind of dumb. And, uh, and the whole thing is other states don't have that. Now, when you say other states, like, you mean like, like one state? No, or like most states do not have a test you have like, to take. Like more than half? Like more than 25 I, I, yeah, states? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say more. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say the only ones are like New York, 
Massachusetts, you Another know, California, realm. right? Yeah, Chicago, yeah, right. which has the most gun violence, and they right. have the strictest gun rules, yeah, you know, out there. But are, are are laws easing up in California? No, they're no. getting worse. They're progressively worse. Because yes. I, I thought they passed the 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 mag cap and everything else. No, the magazine capacity. Yeah, no, they did, did not. No, they, yeah. no, that's bullshit. Oh, Fake no. news. No. They're they're not. They're not. They didn't pass that. No. Freedom Week. Any hope? Nope. Nothing, no. huh? No. I I have a friend who's a who's a a federal judge, and he always retired federal judge. He's a good guy. He was. We always go back and forth because if there's something I don't understand, I'm like, "Hey, bro, <laughs> explain this to me." Because you know all the legal mumble jumbo and stuff like that. So he explains it to me, and so yeah, we we're always he's always watching that too. I was he, he's always keeping. Like, he texted me today about something else. So it, we're always trying to keep up with the laws, but I mean, they just keep ch- even like, for instance, many from my understanding. So uh, I have a I had a friend. Who's not retired? He was ATF agent for over thirty years, so he, he's my go-to guy. Um, and he told me, like, obviously before I was in the industry, uh, he told me, like, back in the I guess DOJ, California Department of Justice, and ATF, you should use like a do some kind of like platform or forum or something at some point, right? But then they stopped doing it because ATF realized, bro, all the questions were DOJ because they keep changing every year. Well, ATF, you know, ATF. I'm not saying ATF doesn't change rules, but I mean it's like. You know, I, I'm not saying, I mean, probably it's changed more in the last you know decade. Right. Prior to that, man, they had the same rules for like 30 years. So no one had questions for them. Right. <laughs> DOJ every year. What's the incentive for California to be so fucking strict? Because I mean, doesn't it limit them on gun cells and bullet cells and ammunition and all that stuff? Like, what, what, what what's the agenda? So I, I think, uh, and I have no scientific data to prove this, but I think that... Um, Number one, California politicians, strictly, for the most part, are against guns. They want to get rid of them. If they could, they would, right? right? It's not like they haven't tried. They've tried multiple times. So that's that. Their agenda is to, to get rid of them. But I guess in like human nature, and I've had a lot of customers over the years the same thing. Well, the government said I can't have that gun. I want that one. Right. Straight rebellion. Like, like I, I think it's people's small, a small piece of people going, this is how I'm rebelling the government, right? Uh, just going, you know, you guys want to tell me what to do? Well, fuck you. Right. And they, I've had people come literally buy guns. I had one guy go, I don't really like guns, but if the government says I can't have it, I want to buy two I of want those. It, yeah. yeah, strictly just <laughs> in rebellion. So it's like, yeah. yeah. I bet you if, like, so I live in Las Vegas, right? So when I moved there, big gun guy, whole nine yards. And, and I haven't managed a gun store in Vegas for a while, right? You would think, now, now Vegas, I could buy suppressors. I can buy everything. And the same day? Same day, yeah. right? In the last three years I've lived there, I have bought two guns. Now, as a Californian, if you were, this is like your dream. You can have all these what we call off-roster. And what the roster is, a, a list of handguns being able to be sold in California, right? So you're restricted. In Vegas, you can buy whatever you want. I've only bought two guns in like three, four years. Anybody else would have been like, oh, man, it's over. I'm going to spend my life savings buy everything they've ever wanted. But I guess also because I've been in industry for so long, to me, well, a, I, a gun's I, a gun. I, I think that happens because you know, it, it's like it's like Spain, you know, gives children or you know teenagers wine, you know, and a lot of countries yeah. alcohol's right. open, open, yeah. But yeah. in United States, we have an alcohol problem, sure. You right, know, and it's that oh, I just turned twenty one. I can you know it, it's 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 crazy. It's a pro, it's a problem when you restrict people from mm-hmm. it, or it's like the whole you know. 
having a daughter or a girl and don't date that guy and and, and, and they want to do it can't go out right. oh, yeah. the I have sisters sneaking I know. out and they're like right. <laughs> I have sisters I know I know I know how this goes but you're absolutely right cuz my son who lives in Canada one of my uh, he was telling me how um you know we're talking about the covid shot and vaccine and stuff like that and and so he got it and I said oh well, why'd you get it and he's like oh because after work one day that I went with my friends to go to a bar at 19 right they're 19 years old they go to a bar there right and it was like what? I couldn't get in cuz I have so I felt kind of stupid I'm like I couldn't, oh, I, I couldn't get in because I wasn't vaccinated. Because he wasn't vaccinated. Oh, and I was like, and it just turned me out. I'm like, wow. So basically, I, I don't, I don't want to say all of Canada, but in the in certain portions that like you can drink at 19. So 21 is not a big deal. No. Turning 21 is not a big deal, right? At all. Right. You know, while here, oh, I can drink alcohol. I mean, most people drink alcohol underage. But I mean, right. you can legally it, it's drink. A, it's a you can gamble. Problem. You can go to Vegas. You, you can do all those things. At 21, so it's a big deal here. But over there, like, no, nah, <laughs> it's not a big deal. Around the world. Around, probably, yeah, probably around, around the world. You, you don't deal. have that issue. And, yeah, and you don't have the alcoholic problem that you have in the United States. Right. And, and, and they said, yeah, it's probably, it's the same. I, 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 I mean, without getting into politics, but, you know, when, you know, in some states, they legalize marijuana, right? I'm not a marijuana user, but, and I, I'm not against it either, right? I have friends, I have no issues with it, right? Um, but, you know, federally, it's illegal. Right, still, it's kind of like make it legal. Honestly, I go. You should actually make every drug legal because if crack was legal tomorrow, I'm not gonna try crack. I'm not gonna. I mean, people do it anyway, regardless of legal or not. So that's the point. I do legalize. Well, it. well, here's here's the problem. The problem is is when you make stuff illegal, yeah. you're not preventing anybody no, from not doing it. But <laughs> yeah. what's happening now is people are getting cheaper shit of it. Yeah. So, for example, yeah. weed is or marijuana right. is legal in california now right. you can go to the store and get tested passed you could see the results weed yeah. now if you remember getting weed in the 90s yeah yeah you know you had to call three friends yeah, right, and then right. you had to meet this dude in the back of an alley mm -hmm. and then you couldn't even fucking look at it right. and then the guy was humongous you know <laughs> and he was probably black and he could probably fuck you up and you didn't even know if he's gonna rob you right. and then when you get weed it had stems and yeah, seeds, yeah. seeds and, in the air. and yeah. shit would pop when you light it up <laughs> like fucking this is a terrible right. experience right. and it's fucked up same thing happens with cocaine heroin all these fucking drugs yeah. is that you're not preventing anybody from doing it yeah. But now people are chopping it up and cutting right. it, and you can't see the results. And where people get really fucked up is when they get that shitty cross right. mix, mix them, whatever yeah. the fuck they're smoking or right, right. inhaling or taking, whatever the case is. So they should legalize it. Oregon just legalized everything. Did they really? Like two years ago. Okay. Everything. I I heard that. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. And now we're going to legalize mushrooms and shit like that. And, and it's not more people are going to do it. It's yeah. just... You're going to get better quality if you do do it. And if you get better quality, then you don't have complications. Like you go to Colombia and you do like Coke over there or something. It's premium stuff. It's like <laughs> in a fucking trick. Like it's, right. it's different. It, it's it's when people mix it and chop it up. That's the problem. Right, right. I mean, I remember I remember you saying that because uh, uh, I remember when I went to the hospital, I went to the MRI and we used to do, uh, you know, one of my, one of my techs used to do uh, like studies. That's what he kind of did and stuff like that. Really smart dude, and one day I, I was like, I remember we had these, these we were just having these people come in day like a whole week, and I'm like, some people are like normal because it was after a certain period of time, and you know, we, these are test patients, right? Right. And some people literally look like crack addicts. I was like, dude, what's this patient look at it? And go, we're giving them cocaine. I go, wait, what? 
And he goes, I guess they were testing something. I think it's cocaine. Something happens with cocaine after the heart expands, but after the person dies, it goes back to normal. And they're trying to figure out why. That was a study. So they give him like liquid, like premium, like cocaine, right? And he goes, do you want to be in, in the study, bro? He goes, so after, <laughs> after, after they give it to you, they give you so medication. Fun. And they tell them all excited. Do you want to do it, bro? Yeah. Like, I can yeah. all the, they tell all the people because there's some people who are addicts and who were right. That's what it was. And they were telling people like who are addicts, you cannot do this for 15 days because it will not work on you. Right. This medication they were giving them, and I'm like, he's like, yeah. So we just give you the cocaine, you feel it, do the MRI, and then we give you the stuff. You're fine. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I'm not a, I'm not that kind of person. I'm just like, no, nah, I'm good. It's cool. <laughs> what, what What's crazy to me is is if you compare alcohol. You know, compared to like some drugs, sure. like it, it does so much more damage. Sure. And alcohol is one of those things that if you're like a hardcore alcoholic, mm-hmm. you can't even quit cold turkey because you could die. Like <laughs> your body will be like, well, I don't know exactly what the medical terminology terminology uh-huh. is, but you, it, it's if you're hardcore, you cannot quit. You have to you have to cut back slowly because your your body's almost like relying mm-hmm. on that much alcohol running through your mm-hmm. your blood. I mean, you know, I guess. and then cigarettes, same yep. thing. Like cigarettes are more addicting than fucking, uh, you know, heroin. I've heard. Right, right, and, and uh, I don't know about more than heroin. I have a friend that tells me, who tell me like, man, heroin is like the best thing you could ever use. Right, it's like better than sex. I'm like, I guess it depends who you're having sex with. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, well, it uh, depends how you're having sex. Are you doing it with heroin or no heroin? Yeah, right. I guess. Right. Uh, no, Can I mean, you have sex on heroin? Because yeah. isn't isn't heroin just like? Uh, I guess you're out of it. Well, I mean, I want to know. Right. Uh, I mean, nor I. Yeah, no, I like. Right, but um, no, but I, I smoked for uh, I smoked uh, when I was younger, and then I quit for eight years, and I I smoked again after my divorce, and uh, Asian I, smoke fucking crazy, you know, man. But I actually just quit in August. This yeah. past August, for, after twelve years of smoke, I quit after I got COVID. I, I quit every time I put one out. <laughs> you know, I just quit an hour ago. <laughs> you know, and it's funny because my my wife always my wife used to smoke too. She'd be like, "Do you ever miss it?" I said, "I don't fiend for it. Like, ha- like I need one, but I sometimes I miss the act of having one. Not not really the the feeling of it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I still buy cigarettes today because I buy all my cigarettes for my coworkers in Vegas. It's so much cheaper. <laughs> they're cheaper here. No, they're cheaper there. There, yeah, yeah. So I, I have I have cards of cigarettes in my backpack going to the airport. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know, man, I'm like, yeah, I'll buy it for you guys. I don't really mind, you know. How is this flying thing every day? So I fly every week. Every week. Yeah. So basically when I'm in LA, I stay with my mom. Like I, I grew up here, right? It's my, right. my, my, my stopping ground. Um, so I stay with my mom. Uh, I was staying five days a week. I would fly home. Uh, and then started, this started back in July of 2019 when I, when I came back. Um, but yeah, I mean, I fly out of Burbank Airport because I work in Burbank. It's real quick. No big yeah, deal. Yeah. Uh, go back and forth. Uh, I mean, sometimes it was a, a. Sometimes it's. Some days it's it's fine. Some days it's it's like, oh man, my flight's at six o'clock in the morning. Shit, you know, now I gotta get to airport by five or whatever right. situation is. You know, my wife schedules all my flights, and it's it, typically I don't have that. I mean, there was one point for two months I flew from Vegas to Oakland to Burbank in the morning. I was like, oh my god, yeah, to go to Bur- Burbank. Oh shit, yeah. Uh, so a lot of people do that too. Yeah. I just can't you know? wrap my head around it. And, and it said it's only a, a typically forty-five hour flight max. Yeah, uh, and, and Burbank's so easy. If it was and you, LAX, got, you got TSA pre-check. No, I don't. I don't even need it. I just walk in. And, you know, it's, it's funny because actually Burbank, a lot of people know me there. Cause all the cops and stuff. Yeah, um, they all kind of know me. I know the chief of police there at the, at the airport. Uh, so so you just go through no problem. Yeah, I mean typically no problem, uh, and it's fast because it's such a small airport. You know, uh, but. 
when I come back to Vegas now, have you ever been to uh, uh, McCarran? Well, now it's called Harry Reid. It just changed because of something McCarran was a racist or something, you know, oh whatever, right? So um, it's called Harry Reid. Um, that went through, huh? Yeah, it's so Fuck. dumb. It's so dumb. It's just like, dude, it is what it is, right? But if you go through that airport, that airport's really confusing, right? Very. I've, I've never been to the international side because I've never flown international out there. But now the domestic side, I, I know it so well. And I remember my, my, my in-laws came from Vegas. And they're like, where do we go? go what gate did you land? Okay, you're going to make a left here. You're walk, I'm like it's walking fucking them. confusing, yeah. yeah. And you it's know. humongous. It's humongous, yeah. But have you ever flown JSX? Yeah, I have. Uh, I, I've flown it, which is a really that's nice experience. That's the easiest. That's, like, that's whoop, a, yeah, yeah. And you're closer to the strip, yeah. and you're closer to that. Yeah. I fucking love yeah. that. Uh, yeah, that was a fun experience. And that plane's faster. I guess it's, I guess it's I assume, because it's lighter. Right. But I remember going, I got a Burbank really fast. That was fast, right? Uh, I've only flown there once. I would have normally fly with them, but then at the time, they didn't have any points rewards at the time. And, you know, I was starting to come back to L.A. And I was like, man, maybe I should get, like, something I should know. So I was obviously Southwest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I flew all the time, but when the pandemic hit, when everything shut down in March, I ended up driving to Vegas every week. Oh, I drove from March. I can't stand driving anymore. To the third week of December. In that time period, in that nine month or whatever it was, I clocked 20,000 miles on corner ways, told me. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm like, oh, I didn't want to know that. But... Uh, <laughs> You're like, this is a terrible congratulations. Yeah, I don't want to do that. And then, um, so on Labor Day weekend, they had a flight at like 7.30, so I was able to fly home. And on on October, in October, I mean, uh, I got married. So obviously I got a couple of days off and, you know, got married. Uh, Congrats. Thanks. Um, I mean, this is the world's smallest handcuff, you know? Right. So, um, <laughs> actually, the funny part is that I got married in Vegas because that's where I want because we lived there a whole nine yards. But I also got married in the same chapel that my ex and I got married. No, my wife knows that. So my wife knows weird. it. My wife knows. Does she know that now? Or no, she, she knew that then. She, I go, honey, you know this. Is, she's like, but it actually, the chapel I got married at has come. It up doesn't matter, but it's funny yeah. how some people yeah. stick to it. That's but, cool. Your wife, yeah. Oh, my wife's cool. cool and so, but that chapel in twenty years has come up, bro. Out of all the chapels, oh my like, damn, this, dude, this is a lot. Of, you know, they came up big time. So I can see why the appeal of this particular chapel. <laughs> right. uh, but it was just kind of funny. I'm like, you sure you want to get? Married? <laughs> you sure you want to get married here? You know, I go, and I, when I walked in, I'm like, dude, this is not the same chapel. Like it expanded out so many different rooms. Yeah, and I'm like, or so many different chapels. I'm like, damn, this is. It it, came it, up. Isn't it weird how how like in our lifetime there is different lifetimes, like sure. like complete, like like when you went. Got married there the first time. Right. It was a different church. It was a different person. It was a right. different time. The kids. Yeah. It was a different mm-hmm. time. Lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and now it's like, oh, this has changed. Right. And now I got kids. And Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, I said, and I said many years, like, like in my personal YouTube channel, which I can't even get into because I don't get a password or anything. But there's like videos of, you know, um, so I have a video of a, I'm filming a go-go dancer in a club, right? <laughs> nice. Normal. But. That was literally when I was going through a divorce and when my friend was going through uh, cancer treatment and he's partying, right? Second time about cancer. Unfortunately, he passed away from it. So we're just having a good time. That. So that YouTube channel, uh, YouTube channel was just about, my channel was just about putting put up videos of my yeah. kids, whatever. Then all of a sudden, like years later, it's all gun stuff. You know? So yeah, you it's can a different see the life. It's just kind of like, wow. You know, like, oh, wow. How, how, do you, how do you like Vegas? Like living in Vegas? I love it. I, I, I Do you do? I do. Uh, there are a couple of things I, I'd warn people about. Number one, if you don't like heat, okay, 
I and mean, that's only two months out of the year. That's okay. what people don't understand. Well, and people, well, what also people understand is that, okay, yeah, it's hot. I'm not saying it's not hot, right? Right. But it's not humid. Right. So I said, if you stay out of the sun, you're fine, right? Right. It's really, it's, it's dry heat, right? And for me, I, I like I like the heat more than I like cold. Right. right. Um, Which is another point for global warming. Global <laughs> warming is a lot better than global freezing. Like, for <laughs> <Right>. real. <laughs> so, I've never heard it put that way. That's yeah, funny. but it's true. Right. But, I mean, like I said, uh, I, I, I love Vegas. I mean, I, the roads are wider, you know, a lot wider, and it's kind of weird. And when is there anything more than the strip? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, you know, it's funny. I, I mean, that's kind of how you look at it. Kind of like, is well, there people anything? that visit this? Yeah, strip. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, locals don't go to strip. We don't go to strip unless we have friends and family that want to go to strip. We don't right. never, ever. We never go to strip. Like, yeah, there, there's plenty to do out when, there. When was the last time I've been to a hotel? I mean, like, it's been a long time. You know, I don't yeah. really go there. I said unless family or friends are here, and then we go. Oh, I mean, obviously, I went to the hotel for the big. Big uh, industry show in in um, in January just passed called the Shot Show. So obviously it was it was in the hotels at that time because uh, of the convention centers they were having it. But other than that, dude, I haven't been I haven't been in hotel. People are, oh, you seen that hotel? I seen it. Never been in it. Yeah, because I have no desire to go in it. There's no reason for me to go in it. But roads are wider, right? There's there's almost no traffic other than the strip, of course. And in Vegas, no, but there's traffic. If there's traffic, there's traffic. What, what do they call it? The the, the spaghetti bowl, bowl, the spaghetti, spaghetty bowl. bowl? Yeah. No, there's well, there's depending on where, and especially now with the stadium, yeah. And there. But that's but that's more on the strip, strip still, right? Yeah. yeah. So when you're out outside, I tell people all the time. Here's the thing: in Vegas, if you have if you run in traffic, there's one of two things it can be: it's construction or a car accident, right? Right. But in LA. There's you, just traffic. You're like, why? You, <laughs> you know why it's called? Port, you're you, like, you know why it's called the 405 freeway, right? right. Why is that? Because you're on it for four or five hours. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not. going four or five miles per hour. <laughs> right, right. And it's like, why? Right? Yeah. So at least. And it's usually. Be, and, and the other reason is because there's usually a Prius <laughs> fucking holding up. Because I ride motorcycles everywhere. <laughs> right, right, and sometimes I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like. <laughs> and I get to the front. It's like two Priuses like yeah, looking right. at their gas mileage and texting. And I'm like, you motherfuckers. You guys are holding up traffic. <laughs> I fucking hate Priuses. I'm sorry. I can't. St- I don't know what you drove in. I can't stand. I swear to anything. Yeah. 80, if not 90% mm-hmm. of times that I saw traffic, yeah. when I got to the front... It's a fucking Prius. Fucking Prius. <laughs> fucking right. Prius. Right. Go ahead. Sorry. No. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> um, other than that, you know, also I, I believe that if you are older, you have kids and stuff like that, then you're kind of like, uh, I'm not here to party. I, you know, that, right. that's kind of... Right. Your priorities are different. Yeah, that's what... I think if you're young, it might be and a And there's, there's a lot of family... Uh, things to do they have like a lot of you know movie theaters paintballing yeah, laser yeah. tags yeah. they have events they have like it's, it's a very popping place like, but, but I, I think also like it's kind of like okay when so i grew up you know summerlin's fucking banging banging now, right now, now there's a new town in front of summerlin that's now uh, growing right yeah no, I don't remember. it's a new construction yeah there's a lot of construction that's thing but uh, and vegas builds very very fast very fast. Well, that very fucking fast. stadium was what three, two years, three bro, years, like right. a month. If that was in Cali, bro, I'd be like ten oh, years, bro. Easy, <laughs> easy. You know, because I, I was joking. There's so like, many rules and regulations. That's and what. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I have a friend. He bought a house in Malibu. Uh-huh. He started Airbnb-ing it, and then uh, there was a fire in the place. Yeah. Anyways, he he wasn't allowed to fix it. 
you know, uh, Malibu has their own fucking community and inspectors yeah. and blah, blah, blah. It took two months, two years. It took almost three years, two years and eight months to finally fix a wall and wow. some patio stuff. Like very simple shit, but he didn't have the permits. People didn't. It was a mess. It was I, a shit show. Actually, my friend, I don't know where he lives. He lives in L.A. somewhere. somewhere. Actually, he just told me this last week. So he bought a house. And they have this tree in the backyard, yeah. and it's huge, right? The, it's, it's the canopy's over the next neighbor. The next neighbor likes the tree; mm. doesn't mind if it goes over his yard, right? Well, he found out he he can't even trim the tree. It's like it's protected. I was like, "What?" And he's it's protected. Literally, he's on his property. It's in line. his backyard. It's in his back. Wow! And he cannot cut it, right? He wants to cut it, but he cannot legally cut it because this tree is protected. And he, the neighbor likes it. Uh-huh. I was like, maybe your neighbor can complain with you, you know, but nope. And so the neighbor likes it because it gives him shade or something like that. That's what he's told, right? And the only time they could re- uproot that tree, if it destroys his foundation of the house. I'm so, like, that's so bullshit. Too late. Yeah. That's bullshit, dude. That's really? fucked up. And then same thing right here in the hills, like Mahalan. They, okay. they, uh-huh. they also have their own community thing for the houses. If like HOA. Want, right? Yeah, yeah HOA. Uh-huh. If you want to build or take down yeah. or whatever. Not even an HOA. Oh, There's just like a, a Mahalan <laughs> mountain. You live here. You know, you need permission from us. And, it, and it's, a, it's a fucking shit show. No shit. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, obviously in Vegas there's a lot of HOA too. You know, in certain parts they don't. It's hard to find a certain part of Vegas that has no HOA. Right. And while HOA is kind of, you know, paying the ass here and there, I mean, it's not like Cali where I pay $50 for HOA, right? Monthly. Monthly. I've seen yeah. people in Cali like $500. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Bro, $500, if, I, if anything, I would say it would be the average. Right, right, sure. Like, it's probably more. I mean, that's crazy. I'm like, that's fucking crazy, dude. 500 bucks? Like, that's fucking a lot of money. Right. And so, like, for us, I mean, I have HOA. And honestly, I mean, for the most part, my HOA They'll tell me in your backyard is pretty much your own, own man's land. You do whatever you want. Yeah. Because we can't really see it. It's just the front. Okay. Whatever. You know, sometimes like my love bulb went out in, in the front porch. They, they took a picture sending me like, hey, oh, okay, I'll go fix it. No big deal. Here's a picture. It's fixed. Yeah. Whatever. Done. Not a big deal. Not a real Pay a fucking 25 bucks and done. And like I said, and they have, um in my community, they have, because uh, I live above Summerlin, uh, I, uh, where I live. Like by Red Rock? Uh, it's in Centennial Hills, way up, right northwest. And then, uh, I remember every, uh, I can't remember the day, I think every month we have a big trash pickup that comes every, every like once a month. I was like, that's kind of cool. People, I, I don't remember what days, but I go, oh. Wait, what do you mean? Like, like couches, you can just throw oh, them. Oh, the, the big. And, yeah, and they yeah, come yeah. every, every once a month they come. I'm like, no shit. So you gotta get rid of big shit, just throw it out in front. Yeah. And I'm like, when I watch other people, I'm like. Oh, that's it's coming. That time, Do yeah. anything else? I can throw this out and no big deal. Oh my God, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's very yeah. cool. Because out oh. here, you're like, what the fuck? How do I well, get rid of this? I mean. It's it's so bad. You don't know what to do sometimes. Like Burbank, you can call. Yeah. You know, but like here it gets weird and other places gets weird. And this is why people start throwing shit in random places. Did you um, did you go up here? I, I grew up uh, mostly LA. in LA. Yeah. Okay. Mostly yeah, in, yeah. yeah. In the valley, uh, I, I did live in the Central Coast for a little bit. Okay. I lived in Northern California for a little bit, but okay. California, you know. What what year were you born? If you want me to ask, age eighty two. Okay, she's not that far from you. Okay. I was born in seventy eight. So, you know, where I live, where my mom lives now, which is now like the hottest place to live, right? One of, one of the hottest places in Atwater Village. But dude, back well, then, yeah, yeah, nineties was gang. Atwater's was badass. Gang-man. And yeah. you know what was crazy about yeah. Atwater yeah. back then? And Glendale, yeah, there well, wasn't Armenians, but there was a lot of Cubans. 
There was a lot yeah. of Cubans, and we had the Cuban comparsa. Mm-hmm. Like there, it was full, especially Outwater. Yeah. I still know Cubans that live yeah. out there, but yeah, but yeah, Outwater and Glendale, all that area. It's all gangs, right? It's all back in the nineties, all gangs. I tell people when you want to get rid of something, just throw it outside. Someone's gonna pick it up. Somebody's gonna pick it up. Yeah, it always happens. Now it does happen more. You know, in Outwater, I don't. No, nobody wants shit. You know, no, it's just also well, Outwater's kind of nice now. It's really nice, right? And, and like I, it's I don't think it's worth. The houses are not worth what they're worth, right? You know, um, not even close. You know, not even close. Um, Have you seen North Hollywood? Yeah, bro. Oh my god, bro! One point five. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, what? Yeah. You know, oh, my 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 in laws live in Elysian Valley, which we call Frogtown by the river, LA River, where it runs through the neighborhoods, and like they live at a dead end, right? They've lived there for a long time. Their house right there sold one point five million dollars. I'm like, really? To live next to the river? It's That's crazy. It's crazy. Else. It's like, dude, you know. But at water, same thing. Every house is a million dollars. You know, I my mom rents her home and. It's a two-bedroom home in the front and a, be- a single bedroom, which hasn't been rented in a decade, right? Yeah. The, the owner doesn't care. He's like, I'm, I'm done with this. But it. It, the whole property is worth a million dollars. I don't want to say worth, but it's, you know. Right. But it's funny because the house my mom rents, I think it was built in the 1920s. It has a milkman cart on the side of the house for the milkman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, bro, a million dollars, you're tripping. You know, and in my house in Vegas, I bought it for 237 Three yeah. bedroom house, you know, three bathroom, uh, two and a half bathrooms, two storage room, like two car garage. Like, dude, it's tripping. Super tripping. Yeah, Vegas, you can get some super deals. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember like three, four years ago, uh, I was looking at some houses yeah. and it's like for 700000 you can have a fucking like a mansion. mansion. Yeah. Like, whoa, yeah, like fucking five car garage. I saw this house before I moved to Vegas. I saw this house. 4,800 square feet. Like crazy. Yeah, no, I saw this house for sale. It was like, tw- it, it, it was in the millions. It was, I want to say it was like $6 million when I saw it, like Redfin or whatever. This house had 12 bedrooms, like a bathroom, a spa, a 60s styles diner, a movie theater. Like for $6 million, I was like, see, that's worth it. Uh, you know, like, for $6 million? Yeah. It was, had like all kinds of crazy shit. I'm like, what? I saw a picture of my. See, that would be worth it. It was like 10,000 square feet yeah, or something yes, like that. Yeah, some re- I was like, what the fuck? 12 bedrooms? Like, what the sh-? Like, yeah, it was great. It's a was fucking like, hotel. That's, yeah, I was like, dude, see, that would be worth it. Right. You know, for $6 million. $6 million here is not that, it's probably you, not that you, bad. You'd be surprised. You right. get some really, really, really shitty shit. There were some houses. I, yeah. I, there was a house for like $15 million yeah. in Encino. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, it right. was fucking amazing. Right. But like Encino, fifteen million. What what are you what are you talking about? Like it's not Malibu or Beverly Hills or right. stuff like that. And the crazy thing is, there's stuff for a hundred million. There's things for a hundred, and there's not like one or two. There's like a <laughs> lot of properties for a hundred million, a hundred and fifty-two million, right. hundred. I'm like, this is fucking insane. Yeah, I mean, the housing market is a crazy story, especially with everything going on, and, and you know with. Uh, like, so I, I, during the pandemic or the beginning when I bought my house, I got into woodworking. Right. right? And man, and seeing wood prices go crazy, I'm like, are you serious, bro? Like, yeah, wood got fucking crazy. And it's going back expensive now. All right, I'm, it I'm, went I'm, down. It went down? It went down. I was buying a lot of wood like a few months ago. Yeah, I was like, exactly. Oh my God, yeah. bro, this is crazy. Yeah, now it's kind of like, now it's like what? Like, now it's back to like four bucks for a two by four, eight yeah. foot. Well, now it's like, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's right now, I know a sheet of plywood, depending on what. What brand, what have you? But I remember, uh, at one point, it was like forty five dollars a sheet sanded plywood. Next, thing you know, it's like seventy dollars a sheet for the same thing. You're like, dude, that tripping, right? You know, up to a hundred dollars a sheet. I'm like, ah. so a lot of my projects were a Hulk because I'm like, I'm not paying this much money for. It. I know what this is. Yeah, like, dude, for a hundred bucks, I can buy really good wood. 
Yeah. I'm not paying for this. So, so I had to hold up all my projects just because of that. So I was like, all right. But I got back into it because the price went down. My wife's like, yeah, you can buy it. So I'm buying it. And now I'm watching my like, oh, honey. She's like, honestly, honey, just finish your project. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then whatever it is. Because I've been trying to build her a walk-in closet for a long time. That's like ruin the house. Yeah. But the pandemic hit and all yeah, kinds of stuff of, happened. And this is like. This pandemic really fucked up people's lives and set things back. Yeah. It, it's, it's ridiculous. Well, well, it's it's sad to say because for us, for my wife and I, we would say that the pandemic, um, 2020, was a very good year for us. We bought our first home together. We got married. Right? So it was like, yeah, we had a good 2020. Like, you know, no problem. But unfortunately for most people, it was, you know, a bad situation. Then 2021, we're like, had a baby. You know, like we had, for other people, like, this thing sucks. Were you able to go to the hospital? Yeah. Because they were, they were doing like the, in California, it's like, right, right. Nobody can visit. Well, 2021, it was, it was fine already at this point, right? Right. 2020 was, would have been a different story, you know. But, but if you look at, if you look at the laws and what was going on in 2020, it was like, okay, wait, you can have more than 20 people at a funeral, but you can have 100 people at a protest. How does right, that, that make that's fucking, fucking sense? Started. Yeah, I was like, how does that make fucking sense? Right? I'm like, what? You yeah. know? So, um, so that whole thing was, yeah, that would have been a different story. But I mean, 2021, yeah, I was in, I was in the, you know, delivery room, whole nine yards, no problem. Yeah, and actually, uh, I was my kid, my son was born in uh, Centennial Hospital, which is right next to my house, by the way. It's only three minutes ahead. Um, Perfect. But best labor and delivery, best I've ever seen. I nice. was so impressed, like just how good they were. But, you know, for me, I like to crack jokes. So the, the crazy thing was, so my two brothers. Yeah. Uh, my brother, uh, my brother, Dom, he uh, he had my niece um, on August 30th, right? And my son was born October 27th. And my, my younger brother, who lives in Vegas, um, he had my other niece one hour after my kid in the same hospital and next door to us, each other. That's a fucking awesome. Yeah, so that, that whole scenario, all the nurses were like, they were all rooting for the same day. They're all, like, all <laughs> everybody was like, okay, you know, and we're like, we're trying, you know, we're trying. It was it was pretty funny, but then the doctor literally, after my son was born, after the whole night, the doctor cleaned up her tools and everything, she looks at the nurse, she goes, how much time? I go, you got seven minutes. She's like, yeah, it's not going to happen. It's literally cleaned up, happen. walked right next door to deliver my niece. That's crazy. Yeah, so they're born like an hour apart. And it's like, I said, well, if you know, if you held on for like 15 minutes, they would have been born the same day. She's like, fuck that. <laughs> That's fucking insane. Did you hear about that baby right now that was born on 222, 222, uh, uh, I, I, I briefly saw like a it's post. That That's national news, but. <laughs> right. right <laughs> like, you know. Well, I mean, I was, my wife and I got married on 10, 10, 2020. 10, right? 10, 2020. Yeah. You know what's funny about it? When I wanted to make the reservation, they're like, oh, it's a busy day. I go, why? They go, it's 10, 10, 20, 20. I go, and? Like, I, I didn't understand. I go, what's the big deal? They're like, the date. I go, oh. And they go, you don't, you're not looking for the date. They're trying to pick a different day. I go, I go my wife was off that day. Right. <laughs> Literally. Like that's, that's why we're getting married. She's off. <laughs> She's off that weekend. Oh, and people were picking it. Not picking like, it for yeah, 10, because 10, but, 10. But for us, it was just, that was the weekend that, that she was. That was when she was perfect, off. Perfect, perfect timing. Family can come. That's what it was. We, we didn't care about the date. You know, I was like, I don't care about the date. I just, you know, but I told my wife, at least you won't, you won't forget. Yeah, my 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 newborn was going to be born on on the twentieth, mm-hmm. and uh, and then my wife looks down and she's like, it's it's one nineteen <laughs> nineteen. Take me to the hospital. Oh I was wow! Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, take me to the hospital. This is a good time to have a baby. One nineteen nineteen. 
So she and she hit it. She, you know. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, it's. I said. Uh, um. I said it was an interesting experience. Uh, I have videos of my wife dancing, uh, in the labor, trying to get the baby out, and she and she's a trooper, man. She because they were gonna induce the labor, so I'm like, oh, you get pitocin, you get the epidural. Watch out with that. Oh, sorry, sorry. You get the epidural, whole nine yards. You're in pain. No. Nah. Took like a champ. Epidural went in, and they were like, "You don't feel anything." She's like, "No." Nah. That's and like, insane. They're like, oh, how, how many centimeters? She's six centimeters. Like, you don't feel that thing? She's like, no. I'm like, seriously? Like, wow. and all, her, all the doctors are like, you sure you're good? She's like, I'm totally fine. Like, I, am I supposed to feel something? And then finally, like seven, she's like, I can feel a little pressure, like getting there. You know, she was a trooper. Yeah. But my, uh, but my brother's girlfriend, when she was in the hospital, she was in there in pain. Looking like she was dying. She was like, tell me, when is it be over? Yeah, some people. And, and I said, how many centimeters? My brother goes, she's three. I'm like, fuck, dude. And you're in, like, this much pain. Oh, uh, you still Knock got, her out. Yeah, just, yeah, you still got, you got ways to go. Uh, so it was very like different. 30% there. Oh, yeah, sorry. You know, but it was funny because I was joking around the night before with the nurses saying, they're like, oh, do you have an extra cot? And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, da, da. they're like, oh, do you have another one? For, oh, for my side chick, right? And so when <laughs> my brother came in the hospital right. with his girlfriend, they're right across the room from the triage. So I walk in the triage. All the nurse look at me like, where is he going? So I'm like, I'm talking to them, this and that. And they come out. They're like, oh, can we help you? I go, oh, yeah. Uh, my brother's girlfriend's in there. She's having my niece. What I should have said was, oh, my side chick's in there. My, yeah. And what's funny, <laughs> though, they told me, it happens. I'm sure. And I'm like, dude, that's hilarious. I'm sure. Some fucking <laughs> pimp. Like, yeah. yeah. There's my, my wife. Uh-huh. My side chick. Keep uh-huh. them apart. We, yeah. Which one's here? <laughs> Fuck, yeah, tell me. Tell me. I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> Yeah, oh my dad, no shit. Does, does your wife uh, carry a gun? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, pretty much everywhere. Same thing. She does. She's the firearms instructor as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, so so my wife used to work at the shop for four years. Obviously, before we moved. She is, that, worked. is that how you guys met? No, actually, you know, my, my boss was like, hey, does, uh, does she want to work here <laughs> one day? Yeah. Because my boss is uh, always looks for people. Like, obviously, it's before, before it was easy to recommend people. Right, you know, like people recommending, and um, because they want people who they can trust. Like, if I trust them, then you know. But for my wife, they ask me, like, "Do you think she want to work here?" I was like, uh, "I could ask her," you know. Yeah. Um. And yeah, and honestly, my boss loved her, loves her, and like, she was not only as good as a salesperson, but in the end, she ended up going to the back running, which is very, very hard operation there, but. Yeah, I mean, he did everything. She did everything for him. Bill paid everything. He never had to worry. Goes, I didn't have to worry about anything because she's very organized. Yeah, and he's like, I never had to worry about anything, you know. So, uh, but yeah, that's now we 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 were already dating for a long time at that point. So, um, but yeah, do do you remember? Um, and, and this is like the yeah. downside of craziness sure. of guns. But do you remember that you know you know the gun range by Costco? Yeah, the Firearm Burbank Firearm. Yeah, remember? It, I, I think it was two thousand nine, two thousand ten. I was I was in Burbank at the time. Mm-hmm. Where somebody went and rented a gun and shot themselves, mm-hmm. and then that happened twice, and then they changed the rule that if you were going to rent a gun, you had to go with a friend. So, so uh, I can't comment fully on Burbank Fireline, uh, right? Uh, but I'll tell you, uh, I'm, most I'm just, gun I'm just to remember when it happened, yeah. like something like that. Because yeah. I only read it, I yeah. never. So in it. gun ranges, it happens, unfortunately, right? Uh, and so Burbank's always had a policy for a long time, for years, that if you're going to rent a firearm, you have to be in a party of two. And someone right. has to know how to use a firearm. That's that's their rule. Um, so this is like something that's been practiced for oh, a while. Oh, for, for a while, right. But right. now someone can be a member of a gun range 
and if they're a member, they're paying membership. They right. Probably offer, I, I, they don't I have, need, have their membership. Yeah, yeah, so they don't need to go. They don't need to have a party of two or anything like that. And most, a lot of gun ranges have that principle, you know. Um, and maybe was, for safety. It was one time that it happened, like, consistent. It happened, like, twice. And I, I don't doubt it. Yeah. I, I don't doubt it. I've heard of other gun ranges, not only just in California. I remember the gun store I was managing in Vegas. They have a gun range as well and a uniform store. I remember when I first worked there, uh, the director was telling me, I was just so you know, like, if someone commits suicide, like, you know, um, are you okay with that? Like, as far as, like, blood, I'm like, I worked in the hospital for 12 years, bro. I've seen everything, yeah. right? And situation, they go, well, it, 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 does, it can happen. And happens typically around the holidays, you know? And, and, of course, you know, yeah. And so, like, we were talking about mental issue, mental health, and things yeah. of that nature earlier. Uh, and the problem with that is, okay, the problem with, with the, the so... I'm a responsible firearm owner. At least I, I like to think so. Right. Right. And everyone who knows me knows that I would predominantly never do anything illegal or anything wrong. But that doesn't mean 20, 30 years from now, something happens where I snap. You know what I'm saying? It can right. happen to anyone. Right. And my friend who's ATF told me about the whole, after the whole Vegas shooting, the, the whole thing in Vegas, he had a couple of coworkers from ATF who were there just enjoying the concert when it yeah. happened. Right. But he was telling me, he's like, I mean, what do you do? The guy passed every background check. Now, we understand he was taking medication later on, whatever the situation was, but as far as background check was going to go, there was no way that you would have known that. Well, like, not, not not only that. I mean, my, my first gun, I mm-hmm. bought when I was 21. I still have it, you yeah. know, and and, I, and luckily, you know, I've been buying more guns later, sure. but that's a gun, 21-year-old, like we were talking, different right. lifetime. Different lifetime. That, that was 21-year-old right. Robert. Yeah. You know, now, you right. know, almost 40-year-old Robert yeah. is like, Right, you know, fuck life. <laughs> Nobody's listening to my podcast. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, but it all depends, right? You might be perfectly fine to your 80 years old and yeah. be responsible all the way in the end or something traumatic. You never know. You, right. You don't know, right? And and you would li- I would like to think that people, if you get into that situation where you do like just life's just sh- throwing all kinds of shit at you, that you hopefully be able to go, you know what? But That's not my so choice. There's so much fucking shit anyway. Right. Knives, cars. Cars. Like, yeah. like, like yeah. people. Like, poison. I, whatever. Poison. Whatever. Yeah. I, I have this conversation all the time where it's like, people are like, oh man, you got to be careful with strangers. I'm like, you know what? Get the fuck out of here. I trust strangers better than some of my friends. <laughs> you know, like I can get us, I can convince a stranger to help me change my car tire. Or come to a podcast. Or come to a podcast <laughs> versus telling one of my friends like, bro, come on, bro. I've known you for 10 fucking years, man. Let's get on the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. It like, we drive on freeways yeah. with thousands of people that we every don't know. fucking day that we don't know. <laughs> and they're all driving 3,000, 5,000 pound machines yeah. that can just fucking <laughs> and, and, and kill people. And, and we're fine. We're fine. I mean, there, there's different ways. Japan has high murder rates with knives. With knives, right. Yeah, they're fucking, right. a guy will fucking take out 15 people or something with a fucking knife. I think it was in, in London. Which I have a question for that yeah. after this too. I think it was in London a couple of years ago. You have fact checked me. I remember reading an article that they had a I don't knife. have Jamie here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, they had, they had a knife law and they wanted like knives to be rounded or something. And I'm like, serious? Like that is the dumbest thing ever. Like, Super dumb. Good luck cutting steak. You know, yeah. The well, if there are people fucking with bats and shit like that, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, don't, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Yeah, exactly. What, what do you think about that? You agree with that or disagree? I mean, I mean, yeah, you probably shouldn't bring a knife to a gunfight. I mean, it all depends on, but it also depends on, because I mean, they'll tell you about like in tactical training and stuff like that, defensive training. Someone with a knife can get to you really quick, right? Real right. quick, right? So uh, um, 
it depends. Ultimately, in the end, I mean, yeah, you should probably shouldn't bring a knife to a gunfight because but if that this, gun comes out. You, you should yeah. watch this episode, yeah. um, uh, Mythbusters. Yeah, okay. They did a whole episode about bringing a knife to a, uh, a gunfight. Uh-huh. And it was within, I think it was eight to ten feet. Yeah, yeah. Your, oh, yeah. Your, a knife will fuck you up. Mm-hmm. It, a so, knife will fuck you up. So this has to do with, so, so. Um, and it was just, you know, just reaching. It wasn't a tactical thing. It was like, all right, we're yeah, here. Just, yeah. <laughs> so I'll tell you, so in, in the, during the pandemic, there was a shooting in Las Vegas in a In-N-Out Burger, okay? Uh, the person that was involved, uh, the two people that were involved, uh, one, is, one is a very famous competitive shooter. Her, she's a very famous competitive shooter in the industry. And the other person is a famous uh, truck driver, race car, off-road. But he's very fast on the gun. He's like, uh, he can shoot three rounds under under one second from concealment. They, wait, these two people are... They're dating. Oh, they're, they're dating. dating. Got so it. someone come... I, I can't tell you the whole... I'm not sure. I remember, From what I remember. Because my brother knows them as well. So anyways, um, guy comes in, two guys, I think. One waves a gun, starts shooting, and then boom, pull up. Ten rounds. Ten rounds of the dude. Right? Wow. My brother's training with him, too. He's fast as shit. Right? My wow. brothers are also very fast. So it's like, dude, that you walked up to the wrong people. Wrong, wrong people. Yeah. Right? So but Thank goodness. Yeah. So depending on who. California in and out. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> Unlock their box. Yeah. Take oh, out the gun, you know. And then grab the ammo yeah. from the trunk. And the <laughs> yeah. You're you know? fucking done. But it, it, it all depends on the. Tr- but averagely, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. It depends. I, I think it depends on. Because there are some guys out there in the industry, guys I've met, dude, they're fast as shit. Like, dude, holy shit. I, from pulling a gun out to shooting to, you know, discharging a round, they're fast as shit, dude. Like, yeah. no joke. But it, it also depends on awareness, too, because it, it goes to the whole thing of uh, police officers have, I can't, I, I think it's, um, they have to have a verbal threat. They, 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 do, they do like a three-point assessment, right? Before they pull their gun, they're supposed to, right? Right. I think it's like, and any officers out there, I apologize if I'm doing it wrong. I, it's been a long time. My friends who are police officers told me this a long time ago, but like, like if they have the intent, the ability, there's like three steps they have, then you can pull a gun, basically, because you believe there's a, there's a potential threat threat to your you life. Know? Right, for sure. Somebody's life, yeah. But civilians don't have that, right? Because we don't follow the same rules because we're not, that's not our job, right? Right. So if we're fear for our life, as long as we know we're fear for our life, Gun comes out. If you truly believe you're fearful for your life, right? But the, the, that depends on the circumstance. Circumstance, the training, the, the understanding. You know, like, it's kind of like, okay, when I sit in a restaurant, I sit towards the door. My wife knows this. I always sit you towards the door. You face the door. I face the door all so I can see everyone that's coming in, right? Uh, it's kind of like if you're, if you're um, uh, the example I would give, like, if you're in a, a crowded situation, and let's say everyone's on the move, or, or let's say summertime, everyone's wearing shorts and tank tops, some dude's wearing a leather jacket. That's the dude you watch. Right, because it's out of out of place in this scenario. It's out of place, right? So same thing. I think if you're more aware, you're a lot faster. Yeah, of course. Right. I, I'm not saying it's not gonna happen all the time, or you can be that. But fast. you can train yourself. But to, yeah, to, hey, let's to step away. Alert. Let's you know, let, you know. I remember I, I I was at I was going to I was in Vegas. My wife gets out of the car, and I see I hear a commotion. So there's these three dudes yelling at two other dudes in Walmart. Like right there, talking all kinds of shit at Walmart. Yeah. What? And, yeah. <laughs> you know the first class people there, uh, and and so, I, and my wife's still there, standing right. just standing by the car. I go move. I have a gun on me. I'm like move. Now I'm not gonna do anything because they're yeah. not bothering my wife and I, whatever. But they're talking shit. I realized the two people were working at Walmart, 
And these two, these three dudes, at least the driver, the car was from California. You know, and I don't know what happened. I just walked in and then Metro police pulls up, but everything was already done at this point. They escalated and done. And they're already gone. So I'm like, oh, what the fuck happened? It was kind of like, yeah, it's like always being mindful and going, oh shit, here's a situation. Because, like, but, 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 but it's, it, it's hard and you, and, and it's, it's very fucking hard, especially like in California. Like that's one of the things that I liked about ITTS mm-hmm. that when I took their class yeah. is like the first day was six hours of laws. Mm-hmm. If you're in your house right, you know, and you uh, hear some fucking yelling outside, right, right. do not go outside. Don't go, outside. Don't go there. Don't For fucking, what? You can't. Yeah. If you hear a woman getting hurt right. and she's fucking getting murdered on right. the street, right. do not engage. Do not. Your life has to be threatened. You know, the only right. time you have is when they come into your fucking house. Right, right. Like, right. period. Like, right. and, and, and that's and that's why it's such a gray area. Yeah, yeah. It, it is such a gray area. You're absolutely right. It's such a gray area. It's a big responsibility. But, but in Vegas, it's very different, right? Right. It's, it's not Wild West, right? Even the Wild West wasn't that wild. But it's not It's not like- You don't um, think the Wild West was wild? Not as people they believe to be. Yeah, it's not as crazy as it used to be. Did, did you watch uh, Seth MacFarlane's uh, A Million Ways to Die in the West? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, they shot the fucking. That's the mayor. He's been dead for three fucking days. Look, look, wolves are taking him. This is fucking crazy. Like, yeah. you could die from anything, right? But it, it's so with within within Vegas, there's a stand your ground law. Even California has one, but it's very kind of grayish. Uh, but yeah, you don't have to run. You can stand and fight if your life is in danger. Things. It's very clear there. Very clear cut there. Um, which is also another reason why I love it. Not just for the guns, but look, in the end, I remember asking a lot of Metro police officers, like, hey, dude, you know, I was working at a gun shop, like, hey, so like, what should I do, this and that? And they're like, dude, first of all, number one, carry a gun. Like, straight up, like, oh, carry a gun. Over there. And right. they're like, we can't be everywhere. Yep. Like, we cannot be everywhere. I've dude. called the cops once, and it yeah. was it was hold. It was like, the lines are busy. Please hold. Right. Like, for real. So when my kid, my older kids were very young, I was at CVS. I walked in and there was a homeless guy there asking for change. I say, hey, on my way out. Cool, no problem. So I come out, me and my kids come out, and he's gone, right? So we're walking in my car. I'm, I'm getting my kids in the car. And now this dude's yelling at everyone, kind of. Like, I guess he's, you know, obviously not there, but he's just yelling. And I'm like, who's yelling? And there's a bunch of women in the show. So I called my one right away, right? This back, I didn't, wasn't into guns at the time. Oh, I didn't own them for sure. And I was like, hey, uh, you know, I called 911. They transferred me, transferred me to three times. I'm like, bro. And they're like, what's, what's the problem? I want, he goes, you guys should send an officer here you know, to this blah, blah, blah. There's a homeless guy yelling all kinds of stuff. There's a lot of women and children around here. Just, want, you know, someone, just to just make sure everything's okay. Where, where's this located? Oh, oh, let me transfer you again. And by the time they know, I'm like, never mind, bro. He already left. Yeah. Like, never mind. Forget you, you, uh, right, right before I came, I yeah. was uh, at In-N-Out. Okay. And, um, and there was this, this homeless guy, you know, just... Fucking dirty, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Tall, big dude. Yeah. Very big dude. And usually they stand on the sidewalk and they walk up and down the sidewalk and ask the people for money. Yeah, yeah. But this guy was in the parking lot and okay. he was like aggressive going up to cars. Wow. And one of the securities came and he's like, yeah. you have to get off the property. And the guy's like ignoring him. And right, I was right. like, man, this is... Like, this security has no backup. If he calls a cop, no cop's going to come. If he touches them, it's going to be a fucking problem. Right. Like, what's the right action? And the guy was very uncomfortable. Like, you know, he was, like, practically on my windshield. And I was like, <laughs> luckily I had the windows tinted. He's, like, trying to peek in. I was like, Damn. dude, this is crazy, you know. But then you have females and kids and stuff. It, it, it's it's a fucked up situation. Like, it's not going to get us anywhere. Right. No, no. I, I, I remember uh, I had an old security guard that worked at a 
B of A by my house back in back in days, like ten years ago. And I go, I was talking to him like hey, we kind of know. And then he found out I worked at a gun shop and the whole nine yards. And I said, bro, you carry a revolver to the guard this B of A, bro? And he's like, well, that's when my company issues me right a revolver. I'm like, wow. I go now if I were to be crazy enough and be a bank robber, and let's say me and my friends jump and decide to rob a bank. Dude, I'm coming with like rifles, bro. I'm like, what are you gonna do, dude? Yeah. Like, and, and I'm not saying anything bad, but I'm just, I feel like that's totally fucked up for them to do that. Like, are you serious? You know? Wow. So it, it's kind of okay. So you rob a bank, you're probably coming with some heavy. You know, stuff. but that that that's that's like I get people need the job and people need money, right. but get <sighs> the fuck out of here, dude, bro. Yeah, like, you're, on, you're, bro. it's and banks get robbed all the time. Right. Like I had a I had a friend of mine. He was the president of Northern California of Bank of Americas. Oh, okay. He's a robber. Banks get robbed all the time. They they just don't talk about it, and people get away all the Fuck. fucking time yeah. you know like it's just it's just dumb like that's why it's insured that's why it's everything else right. and to put yourself in that kind of fucking oh. risk i mean how fucking desperate do you have to be right. or you have to be or, really desperate you, you like how how are you not waking up every day and saying what the fuck am i doing right like i i think cops should be doing that right now like i think being a cop right now is fucked up so i have friends and i have friends and uh I'll, I'll just leave it as a in certain departments and they'll tell me and they're old school they're about to retire like bro I would not be a cop today. Like straight, they're like, hell no, bro. Why would you? Yeah. You know, well, because, you know, back in the day, they'll tell you like, hey, sometimes we got to put someone down hard. We, we right. have to. It, ha- it happens, right? You right. got to put them hard down, right? Uh, not like abusive, but you got to put them hard down. He goes, dude, that would be all over the news and, you know. You, you know, can't do nothing. You can't Your hands do nothing. are fucking tired. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it, it, I think. And I then think, you get those shitty people that are just instigating with cops saying, oh, I know yeah. all the laws. I know all the laws. Like, I, I just ran uh, into one where the guy's coming from the border and they're like, What's your citizenship? He's like, I don't I'm the citizen of the earth. I'm like, Oh, God. Like, no, he's like, I don't have to tell you. I don't have to report my citizenship to right. a fucking law enforcement agent that right. works for my right. country. They're like, Are you American, bro? Like, <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to answer that. Like, what like, the fuck's wrong with you, man? You know, and, and that's, I think that's another thing with, with, my encounter work. So when I was younger, right, uh, growing up in the 90s, gang, like, hold on. I turned 18, I shaved my head, which is I'm still bald today. Oh, so you shaved your head young. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Old, yeah. So you're original. Yeah. And so. Um, I uh, just did it like a year ago. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck, I'm uh, late to the party. Uh, so, um, um, yeah, I've been doing it for so long now, right, over 20 years at this point. Um, and cops used to, Burbank, PD, oh, man, they what? Burbank PD? Yeah, Profiling? Uh, no. Yeah, no way. Back then? Not no way, right? Asians and blacks? Yeah, no way. What? No ways, right? <laughs> and I remember uh, uh, Undercover pulled me and my friend over. Obviously, we're Asian, and back in the 90s, import cars and lower cars, you know, all that stuff, right? I get it, whatever. So the two Undercovers come out. One comes on the side of me. I, I'm not, he's a tall white guy. I just don't remember. I never looked at him, right? And he was like, we're wearing wife beaters, right? You know, jeans and stuff like that. Looking Baggy like, jeans. Yeah, you know, the whole nine yards, right? Polaroid. <laughs> and then uh, Dickies. He's like, you guys got warrants? I'm like, no, I don't got warrant. And he's talking, uh, CIDs, all this shit. And he goes like, he saw my belt, right? And he goes, what's that stand for, man? CK, cop killer? And I go, oh. no, it's not for Calvin Klein. Hilarious. <laughs> and I was like, cop, cop killer, killer right? Dude, you know? You're creative. Yeah. And then, um, but then like, I, they used to harass me all the time. I didn't, the last time I got harassed by a cop was uh, about Ten years, at least ten years ago, in Glendale, actually, uh, and um, uh, I was playing basketball. I hurt my ankle. I had a I had a bad ankle back in the days. I injured it pretty bad, and uh, uh, my wife and I were playing and whatever. And then we were in the car, hang, just hanging out, and we're because I was, you know, I was massaging my ankle. Glendale completely pulls over. 
I crack the window, so I'm smoking a cigarette. Pulls up, flash the light, he sees my I was bald say head. That too, playing basketball, I guarantee you're smoking a cigarette. Yeah, yeah. of course, Asian, you know. Yeah. And so, um, we're we're not playing basketball. We're shooting around. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Too old to play that <laughs> shit. And so, um, yeah, and he, he's talking shit. And he comes, brings out, he takes me out of the car. And he was like, "Who you banging for?" I started laughing. He was like, "What's so funny?" As an officer, I don't know how old you think I am, but I haven't been asked that question in like ten years, dude. Right? And he was like, he's talking to me. You have you have your ID? I'm like, shit. I go, I know my driver's license number. Here's the number. Da da. He had me walk to his car, and I go, Officer, you wouldn't, what, would you like me to put my hands on the hood? He's like, done this before. I go, I just want to make sure you feel safe. And that's when he was like, you have friends of the police? I go, I got a lot of friends of police officer. I just want to make sure you feel safe. And two cars show up, and he waves them off. He's fine. Good, yeah. I just want this girl, da 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 da, da you know. And, it was, and he was asking, he's like, I apologize. But I'm like, no, it's cool. Just do your job. I get it. No big deal. I don't take offense to it. But that's it. The point is just cooperate. Like, yeah. Don't be a dick about it. Yeah, don't be a dick about don't, it. Don't be a Karen or fucking whatever the Dude. case is. And, and that's the There's ones. a lot of them. Yeah. And that's, the, that's where they get, you know, cops. Look, they got a tough job. They want to go home to their families, you know. Like anyone else, you know? People don't understand people that. Don't understand I mean, that you shit. and I can talk about this, about how simple it is to understand that, but yeah. people don't give a fuck about that. No. And, and I got to say, you know, I, I've never been in a situation like that. I've been in other situations, you know? Um, I was going to ask you, what's the craziest situation you've ever been in? Have you been in a gun situation or? Okay, so most people, oh, when they find out, oh, I'm an instructor, they think, obviously, I was a kid. I, I, I learned how to shoot when I was a kid. All of a sudden, I said, bro, the, the first time I was a kid, me and my brother, we found my dad's revolver. In a drawer. That's where we. That's that's my first experience with a gun. The second time my experience with a gun, I was about fourteen years old. I, I used to break dance back in the days, and my me and my buddies were all like practicing outside in, in the yard. And truck pulls up, gang bangers right behind, pull a shotgun on us. Where the fuck you from? Yeah, don't bang. Luckily, one of them I knew him well, bro. He's like, oh, he's in my class. He's cool. All right. Wow. So, and in every other experience, then I got I got robbed for two dollars and twenty five cents. Uh. <laughs> With a couple gangbangers, they had a revolver. Uh, the last gun I had, time, last time I had a gun pulled on me was two thousand eight, uh, right in the neighborhood. Yeah, and it was just it, it's you know, people were like, what the fuck? I go, but the thing is that me and my brother will always joke. My brother, uh, my brother Dom will always joke like, because our lifestyle, how we grow, we're always situational awareness. That's you know, yeah. you know, like I remember um, when you when you grow up in a neighborhood like that, we would sit on the porch and every car that passed by, we would. Always look at it, always look at people, like just making sure who that yeah. who's rolling by, no matter who it is, right? Yeah, you're it's normal, that's how we did. I, I feel like you know, when you go through a traumatic event, like officers, when they go through a traumatic event, dude, they're always heightened that way, right? Yeah. Imagine someone trying to shoot you, dude. Every stop or a stop that reminds maybe the same car that you pull over, I'm sure they're you know, or maybe the same type of people, let's just say, same car. They're like, Fuck, last time, motherfucker shot at me, you don't think they're up. And see, I would be. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so that's why I guess so when cops come, I try to be really cool, really. I don't get pulled over very much <laughs> anymore, but you know, if I did, it's like, hey, officer, what would you like me to do? I have my wallet on my left hand, my left side, my back pocket, my left side. I'll reach for it really slowly. You know, just let me know when. Hold on, registrations now, over overall, here. Overall, cops you know? are fucking. But they're cool. cool. They're cool. Yeah, man. you're they, cool with them. They're, they're cool, cool with you. Done. Yeah, but it, but you see these videos like. You know, it's like officer oh, comes man, up. What's up, Holmes? It's blood boiling. Like you're man, like, what the dude? fuck? Yeah, it's kind of. I'm not saying these people. If let's say these people get hurt, it's just kind of like, dude, you could have done it better, bro. <laughs> you could, you know what I mean? Could have, like, you could have like spent less time. Like, right. why are you wasting so much time? And I'm not saying there are certain circumstances. Like, there was a guy I was watching. He was a black dude, and he had yeah. 
the car full of guns and fucking he was in Miami he was wearing a mask and everything and he knew his rules and he was being very cool he's like look officer got a bunch of guns you know this right. that I got one in my waist I got one right here and like hey go on the sock he's like what the fuck are you doing he's like this is my business I do instructional videos you know and like right. you want me to take off the mask you know but he was wearing like a fucking ski mask he's like, he was fucking crazy they're like come they count like 21 guns and rifles yeah. loaded he goes they're loaded you know, like, <laughs> loaded but you know what? After like 20, 30 minutes, sergeants came, everything. You're good, bro. He's like, I know, I know. I just want to make sure you. See, guys, this is how you deal with shit, you know? Nice and easy. Right. Yeah, it's, it's really how you deal with It's really how you deal with, with, with police officers in general, you know? And they can tell. They, they, you know, like I said, I always tell people, look, uh, you know, if I deal with officers, the last time I dealt with officers, same thing. It was like, hey, you know, my wallet's in my left hand pocket, my back's in my pocket, my registration, can I reach for it? I'm really slow. They're kind of, yeah, you're fine. You know, they yeah, don't, because they, they, uh, I'm just trying to make sure you guys feel safe. And they're, so they're that, that, that's the key word right yeah. there. And I, they're, I like they're fine with it. They're, they'll be like, okay, no problem. Oh, don't worry about it. It's fine. Okay, I'll just real slow. Here you go. Here's my ID. Da, da, da. You know, I'm done. They, they, they don't. They Let, don't. Let's end it with, uh, did you watch The Irishman? I had, Netflix, uh, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, the fucking. I've seen The Irishman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's oh. long. It's like a 10 hour movie long, <laughs> you know. But uh, they had one quote that I thought was kind of interesting. What do you think of this quote? He says, um, um, I think it's a run towards a gun and away from a knife. Run towards a gun and away from a knife. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of makes sense, right? Well, I mean, yeah. Because if you run away from a gun, it's like, you're just going (laughs) to, you know, right? Well, you also, it's kind of like, well, when they look at pistols, for instance, right? like police officers carry pistols because they're the easiest to carry. Right? But pistols are not the best at self-defense. Most officers carry a pistol because that's the easiest to carry. But they're usually fighting their way back to a bigger gun, a shotgun yeah. or a rifle in the car, right? That's right. what they go after. Yeah. So, yeah. So, kind of the same thing, yeah. Okay. So, you agree with that one? Yeah, I agree with it. Cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your time. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I, I hope to see you again. Sure. Any, any new stuff, any new projects, yeah. uh, any new laws, keep us informed. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> that's, that's I hope... I hope. Well, who knows? Uh, Rick Caruso is running, and that might help us out. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. That's it. Thank brother. you, Mike. No problem. Man, that's a wrap. Two hours. Was it? T-